Extraordinaire, the GCJ himself, the SSAF champion of the world, Mr. JP Wool. But wait, there's more. Before I ask my co host how he's been doing in that soothingly smooth ASMR like sound, we have a very special reoccurring guest today a master of the horrific arts, a man who never covers his eyes, a guy who wishes he could drink the blood of children straight from the class horror cast, Mr. Aaron Doyle. How you doing, fellas? I am fantastic. I never know how to follow up that intro. <laughs> I- I, I've learned that you can't. You just kind of laugh and just like be in awe of the the intro. You kind of just got to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uncomfortable. I don't, I don't feel like I could do it justice. An uncomfortable, <laughs> pitying laugh and nod is, is <laughs> where I feel at home. So never pit, never pity. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the 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 intro. What is this? Our twenty. 27th maybe it's 27th episode but i still i just still get a, a chuckle out of it every time it's the best good it's the best. i'm never gonna stop please don't please don't stop well um, yeah before today is our very special valentine's day episode with our feature presentation being blade 2 before we get into that what do you guys been watching reading getting into uh guess first um my usual shit really. Uh I recently rewatched um the I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy. Oh nice. There's a company over here in the UK called 88 Films and they released this new um box set, Blu-ray box set, which is amazing. I've never actually nice. sat through the third movie in its entirety and it's <laughs> so fucking bad. I didn't even One know of- there was a third one. I and- Anybody I've mentioned that to has also said that to me. It's called I o- I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> and he is some kind of weird zombie demon thing at the end. That's the natural Are progression. The <laughs> original cast in it? Like, uh, uh, no. who is it? Was yeah. Gen- Gen- oh, it Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Geller, Freddie Prince Jr., and who's the, the other guy? Um, was Philippi in that one? Uh, God, I don't remember. Uh, it's no been idea. forever, <laughs> forever since I've seen those movies. But that's awesome. That I, I, nice I love those movies. They're fun. Um, I also mm-hmm. am trying to get my hands on Psycho Goreman. Oh, what's that? I'm not familiar. Oh, God, I don't even know how to do it justice. <laughs> um, because <clears throat> I thought I had a screener, but unfortunately, the screener doesn't allow me to watch it in Ireland. Which is fun. Oh, oh bummer. Oh, uh-huh. right. So if I could give you just a, a quick breakdown. So it's after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. And that is the artwork. Oh, wow. oh my God. Apparently, so this, this is a new movie, movie, then, right? Yes. Apparently, this thing is amazing. Uh, it's like. 
uh, cheesy comedy kind of horror gore, but it's meant right. to be super fun. It's done by the guy who directed uh, Leprechaun Returns, the newest Leprechaun oh. movie. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, nice. So it's supposed to be pretty fun, which I'm actually going to watch that, I think, later tonight as well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> A what little solid guys? evening. What about um, you, Jay? Let's see. I, uh, I read... A lot this week. I've been reading another, uh, some more graphic novels. I read this one called Black Sad. It's a it's a film noir, but it's with anthropomorphic characters, and the art is incredible. Like uh, animals. Like, mm, <laughs> uh, like the main character is a detective, and he's a cat. And then like his boss, uh, the chief is a, a German shepherd. But it's like classic film noir kind of tropes and stories, but with these anthropomorphic characters. It's really cool. I'm I'm digging it so far. I nice. think was that developed into a video game? Yes. Mm. Yes, I played the game. Yeah. Yeah. How was yeah. how was the game? Yeah, it's not bad. I played it on Nintendo Switch, so it probably wasn't as good as it would have been on mm-hmm. a proper console, but right. Fun. That's cool. Nice. Um, and then I also because uh Josh was telling me about it. I watched Any Given Sunday, which I hadn't seen in a long time. It's like, you know, the Oliver Stone American football movie. And it's just the characters in it are so crazy. And, you know, young Jamie Foxx and, and, uh, you know, I'm Willie Beeman. I keep the ladies (laughs) creaming and all my fans. I leave them screaming. You think you can defeat me? Yo, dreaming. Um, The best. Um, but it's Pacino, the so Pacino in it is so good. You know, Dennis Quaid is like the old, you know, Quaid. like on the verge of being washed up quarterback. He's great. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I've been getting into this week. What about you, Mr. Hans? Very nice. I, I've watched a bunch of movies. I started really pumping out the reviews on our website, actionmoviebookclub.com under the blog section. Uh, not all action movies. These are a lot of these are movies we probably won't ever touch or don't even come close to this genre. Like I watched Palmer on that Apple TV Plus, whatever their new streaming service is with uh, Timberlake. It's really good. It could not be further from what we do on this show or what Aaron does on his, but it was a it was a solid movie. I really enjoyed it. You can check that out on there. Uh, I also watched. Project Power, which on Netflix, which does fit the bill. Um, that's another Jamie Foxx joint with him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. With like the they take a pill and for five minutes you get a superpower, or mm-hmm. you explode. <laughs> <laughs> which, that's that's a great premise. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, what else? So that review is up there too. I also finally watched Super. The old James Gunn movie. Oh yeah, I loved it. It's great. Something. Yeah, I I liked it too. I mean, I I always thought I'd have a hard time with Rain Wilson just because it's like the Jason Alexander and George Costanza, or like you know, you know him as this character, you know him as Dwight. Mm -hmm. It's hard to to separate that. Um, So it took me about ten or fifteen minutes to get over it, but. Uh, yeah, he was great in it, and uh, Elliot Page, well, he he's great in it. Uh, I can't remember if anyone. Oh, uh, Le, Le, what's her name? Liv, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's in it too. I 
it's something else. It's one of those that's not for everyone mm. uh, <laughs> at all. But, I mean, we talk about this a lot. How I, I, we always like movies that don't feel like they should exist. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy they do, and that really feels like one of them. So that was cool. Yeah. Oh, I was so, just going to say, that's just one thing that's great about James Gunn, is that he makes yeah. these these crazy, unique movies that, like you say, in theory, shouldn't work, but they really, mm-hmm. really do. Like, who yeah. thought a Guardians of the Galaxy movie was going to work right. and be as successful and as fun as it was? Well, I just read some interview with him shortly before we got on that uh, he said Warner Brothers gave him like absolutely zero notes and just let him do whatever he wanted for the new Suicide Squad. So I'm really excited. Oh my about God. Oh my God. Seeing him just unchained. <laughs> oh God. It's going to be great. Yeah. I also liked the Belko experiment. I feel like people slept on that. I enjoyed that one. Did you ever see that one, Aaron? It's, I don't know if you'd call it horror, but no, I heard of it, but no, I didn't see yeah, that it, one either. Yeah. It's, it's like this, company of like expats that are in some South American country uh, working for some, you know, in just some regular office job. Then all of a sudden they send all the locals home and close off the building. And a voice comes on the, over the PA and is like, if you don't kill like 20 of your coworkers, like we'll kill half the people in here. And they all have like these chips in their neck that they told them were for if they got kidnapped, their GPS, but they're really bombs. <laughs> and then it keeps shit. like, it's almost seen. like a battle Royale kind of like whittling you all down to the last survivor to win or whatever. But yeah, that was, yeah, I, I have seen that actually. That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. That, that sounds fun. like a I blast. I need to yeah. add that to my list. That's fun. Yes. Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, check. Up. I don't think, Either of you are up on WandaVision, so I won't I'm go not, into that. I'm but so behind. Very good today. I uh, watched that pretty early in the morning. That kept me awake. <laughs> uh, well, so we got some photos from Thor Love and Thunder. That started filming uh, some nice. photos with him and Chris Pratt. So we already knew Guardians yeah. were going to be in it, but mm-hmm. it's cool to see. Um, and then... Apparently, I'm a Marvel scooper now because <laughs> I asked the creator of the show Modoc, the animated show with uh, Patton Oswalt voicing it that's coming to Hulu with Hell no release yes. date, when that was coming out. And uh, he said spring <laughs> in more Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Breaking, big breaking news. <laughs> it's pretty incredible how we live in a, in a time where we can communicate practically directly with you know actors writers directors literally just tweet at them you know you can just tweet at them and they can you know a lot of the times they don't see it you know depending on the person or whatever but like you know one time i i reposted something like Patton oswald wrote and i just Mm -hmm. like put it in my instagram story and i was like oh another great example of Patton oswald's writing or whatever and he like hearted it like dm'd me like hearted it and i was like that's cool i was like whoa yeah. that's awesome you just you never know. know what someone's gonna see exactly exactly so that's awesome that you were talking to the creator of modak yeah i made a joke about it like he made a typo or something i'm like i he's like don't give me shit for this i'm like i'll only not give you shit if you tell me when modak's coming up <laughs> <laughs> 
that seemed to work. But yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, there's I got a couple other reviews up there. Uh, so watch like Batman Returns again. Good God, that's wild. Oh, so, I need to. That's on my list now that it's on uh, HBO Max. I haven't seen that since I was little, and holy shit, it's wild, right? It's so out there. I don't know. That that's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So good. I have. I the, love uh, Devito. The, mm-hmm. the Necker, like it's like a, I think it's a foot and a half uh, penguin from that. Oh, nice. He's just <laughs> horrific too yeah. in it. Oh, it's like just his flipper terrific. hands and his mm-hmm. teeth and that fat suit. He's just all frumpy and ugh. <laughs> Like non on the raw fish. That's what I always remember the mouth. And when it bites the dude's nose. Yeah, he goes to a meeting to be the mayor with like his campaign staff, and he's just chowing down on a raw mackerel, and then just (laughs) bites that dude's nose off. (laughs) Tim Burton, man, that's when he was kind of firing on all cylinders. That is such a Tim Burton-y movie, too. Mm -hmm. He goes full Burton in that one. Totally, a hundred percent. I really miss the, just that Gotham, his take on Gotham. It's just that, like, gothic noir kind of, like, it's so fake, but also there's just something so interesting and watchable about it. Yeah, it's, like, really comic booky in a way. And I yeah. say that in, like, a very complimentary oh, way. Of course. It's just, it's just so comic. You're like, yep, this, this, yeah, this looks like Gotham City. Yeah, this in looks like a place where you'd have series took some of that. I feel like it's influence because it's just like this city at a time. You don't know. Is it like the 30s? Is it present day? You don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Very timeless. I rewatched that all four of those movies like two weeks ago. Yeah. And like even even like I know he, he only had involvement in those first two. The others get really like cheesy and kind of weird. But oh, like, it, it uh, kind of still. Far. Yeah, like they, they kind of hold the feel though, at least of the city. Those mm-hmm. huge Ooh. buildings and the spotlights and all that mm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those really uh, have that comic booky feel. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and those back when we, yeah, and that's back when we didn't get comic book movies. So that's another yeah. one. Like, how did he get away with being able to do that? <laughs> he's going yeah. he's going on a on a property that yeah, everyone knows Batman, but that's not like it's not like comic book movies are now where you just put anything out and it's gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars yeah like that that wasn't the case then and then he just goes oh, so strange with it too like how did he get away with that well and you think about it too at the time uh before that first batman movie came out the only iteration of batman we had seen was adam west's batman adam west. And so, you know, the boom, pow, zap, you know, and then all of a sudden this Michael Keaton, who everyone's like, oh, it's the dude from Night Shift and Mr. Mom. Okay, he's playing Batman. He's like a comedic guy. Yeah, yeah. Keaton's so good, too. He's so good. He's he's a great Batman. He was one of my favorite scenes in all of movies is in the first Batman when he's he's as Bruce Wayne and the Joker comes in. He's got like the fire poker and everything. That scene doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But he does, the, you want to get nuts? Let's, okay, let's get let's nuts. get nuts. <laughs> Did you guys hear? Gun at you. You're twenty feet away. What are you yeah. thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear that story? That apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, 
that um, originally when they approached Jack Nicholson, he turned the role down. Um, so the producers went and gave it to Robin Williams. Yep. It's oh just my a, it's God. just a ploy to get him. They did, they had no intention of giving oh, it to really? Williams, but yeah, they just so used just Williams say, what do you think to get. Yep. He would have been like as the Joker. Oh my God. He would have been it. Oh, I, cause Robin Williams is one of my favorites and I still, you know, that still sucks that, you know, that, that we don't have him anymore. You know, we not to get too much of a bummer, but you know, he's been gone for like what, five, four or five years now. But yeah, I'd read that he was possibly supposed to be Joker and I just thought, God, he's so funny, but he's just so such an incredible actor, but would bring so much, darkness so much add, darkness to the joker add on to that i also heard that they did the same thing with uh the riddler that they off they acted like they were going to give it to him for that because they wanted oh. jim carrey oh god wow i don't know if any of this is true this is just what i've read and seen but man <laughs> and one more I got one more fun Batman fact. We've gone yeah, completely please. off the rails, but I don't care. My f- favorite story from Batman Forever, uh, Jim Carrey and Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones apparently hated mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. And I don't know if you guys have heard this, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones is out at a restaurant while they're like in the middle of filming this. And Carrey just happened to show up at the same restaurant and went over and was like, hey, like, you know, how you doing? Like, you know, like a human being. And he said the the like blood just drained out of his face, and he was like all pissed off. And he sat down and he's like, "Well, what's going on?" <laughs> he dropped probably the greatest line ever, where he just looked Carrie in the face and said, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery." <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, God. oh, oh, Tommy. Oh, oh Tommy crusty Lee. Fuck. Yeah, Crash. crusty old Harvard grad. Harvard. He's a fucking <laughs> Harvard guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Back on track. Is it you guys got anything else or? No, no I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Let's get into our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Blade 2 from 2002. A 57% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. A 68% from the audience. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Starring Wesley Snipes as the titular Blade. Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Which, man, his parents are assholes. Naming him Chris when his last name's Christopherson. <laughs> also starring Ron Perlman. As Reinhardt, Leonor Varela, sorry, I'm terrible, as Nisa, Norman Reedus as Scud, Josh Scud, which that one hurt when I heard that, uh, <laughs> Donnie Yen as Snowman, and mm-hmm. Luke Goss as Nomak, our main antagonist. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, and this is, I, I IMDb'd it just to make sure. This was after Guillermo del Toro had directed Mimic, 
but before two years before Hellboy, and I think four years before Pan's Labyrinth. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I didn't really get a lot of his vibes in this. Not really. Like some bits here and there, but um, I have a little bit of trivia to kind of tie in with okay. that at the end. Cause, so, because I had watched sense. this a few months ago, I, di- I didn't remember that he directed it. When I was yeah, doing my too. research, obviously it popped up. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I was looking for, you know, some of his calling card weirdness, and uh, it wasn't really a lot of it. Not particularly. Again, it was one of those things I listened to um, his commentary track with the, I'm not sure if it's the writer. Um, and then I listened to uh, Wesley Snipes commentary track with somebody else. I can't remember. Mm. And it, it's another one of those things where it just feels like Snipes just took over a lot oh, of yeah. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. just like, honestly, right. <clears throat> and I like some of the stuff he's in, but. I actually found it hard to get through the commentary track of him and for this movie, he comes across like such a dickhead and such yeah. like a self-absorbed, like, but like in like nearly a creepy way. I was like, wow, he's actually, Oh Jesus. How do people work with him? Like he just seems so fucking, it's like, he's talking about himself in third person. Um, yeah. Oh jeez, that, well, well, you know, it's, I think that's, this was kind of the, not not necessarily height, but like on the way down. Yeah. Because then that's yeah. you know after Blade Trinity, that's when he had all the tax stuff, and he wasn't in anything for a long time. And I hope that he kind of came to terms with, yeah, I was a fucking asshole. And you know, then he was in um, what you call it, uh, uh, Dolomite is my name, and he was so good. And then he's in the new Coming to America two movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So. Hopefully, yeah, he's handled the new Hershali blade thing pretty well, mm-hmm. at least publicly. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. maybe he's learned a little bit of the errors of his ways and yeah. he's come back down to earth to be a I human being so. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's full snipes in this one. Mm-hmm. We we open up in the Czech Republic at a blood bank run mm-hmm. by vampires, of course, of course, and and they, I guess they're just. Basically harvesting blood from homeless people. One of the guys is just like, you just bring it in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> but also they're just speaking English, just casually speaking English I, at a I Chechen. I love that too. Yeah. I just it's went like, English. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Fair enough. I mean, I don't want to read, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they take this emaciated Unabomber looking guy mm-hmm. into the back. And they find out he's got like special blood, mm-hmm. and then as we love, you think this guy's screwed. You think he's just some regular homeless guy down on his luck, but nope, it's a trap. It's a trap. I wrote psych. <laughs> <laughs> like how? What's up with those like Freddy Krueger like blood getting hands? Like you know when the guy like has the tool and it's like literally like Freddy Krueger hands, like needles or syringes on each of his hands. I was like, Jesus. But yeah, like psych. (laughs) Psych, it's trap. So he's like this super vampire. He's like a genetic mutation and who also feeds off of vampires. So he just fucks them all up real quick. 
he uh he's not a big fan of regular vampires we learn mm-hmm. and that's this is all before the opening credits by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get set opening credits with uh wesley snipes a blade voiceover and he's he's talking about so in the last movie whistler died well we thought he did blade found him back at his hideout all beat up and bitten Gives him a gun to shoot himself, and as he walks away in slow motion, you hear a gunshot. So you just assume shot himself. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. He's I don't know what he shot. <laughs> Why do you put? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But he isn't dead, and now Blade thinks he's a vampire, and he he's got to hunt him. Was it just me, or did you guys find this narration unnecessary? Completely completely unnecessary it also wasn't accurate to the story because he wasn't really a vampire yeah yeah he was just like in a blood tube just like in stasis yeah (laughs) Yeah. pretty much yeah so that's weird Mm -hmm. then once the credits end cut to play just having a vampire fight as you know as he wanted to do it's his thing when he jumps out of the building, that was pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. We get we get some more Matrix bullet action or bullet time. Which we mentioned this on the last one. Because mm-hmm. they do like, you know, Frost does the bullet dodge mm-hmm. in the park with that little girl. This came out before the Matrix. This the, the second the one? Other one. The other one. Oh, one. the other one did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember we didn't, we couldn't recall at the time which came first, but I went back and looked after. It definitely came out before the Matrix. Whoa! Is that what they are? They stealing Blades' moves? Stealing Blades' moves? Come on, Wachowskis! So we got, we got a little bullet time. We got Blade and has a motorcycle bullfight with some vampires, where he's like using his coat to like olay them right and left <laughs> right by him a little bit of chicken am i yeah. right in saying we're in we're in eastern europe somewhere at this point yeah they don't really make that clear do they because they yeah, start they off czech republic then blaze just whooping people in abandoned buildings and alleys yeah because so i tried to look up some of the backstory behind this and when i listened to the commentary track they had said that you know, it's set around the Czech Republic, and the idea was that um, Blade had been searching for Whistler throughout Russia and Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. And my first question, I don't know why, but it was just, why? Why are we... Yeah. How did we I make mean, the journey to Europe, and what? what's... Well, the, the last scene yeah, in the in first the movie, one. he is in Russia. But right? it's like, wh- how, do, or how or why did we make the jump to Russia? Is, is there any reason <laughs> behind that, or is it just random? Yeah, it's probably that's where they filmed it because it was cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> I <don't know>. right. <laughs> or I guess maybe you know when you think of Eastern Europe, you think of just like really old Gothic, you know, Transylvania, Transylvania. kind of stuff. Like that's where the really old vampires are. I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, it's it's a very fair question because mm-hmm. it doesn't really play at all. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. But after this, we get some more motorcycles 
driving by him. It's like a real third eye blind situation. Blade gets the drop on him. Get some info from him. Because, you know, he's looking for Whistler. Mm-hmm. This guy leads him to, like, a vampire hideout. Lots of shooting, punching. Blade does his thing. He dispatches him pretty quick. And did you also notice that they're, like, sniffing, like, red cocaine? Is that, like, blood cocaine? Or, like... Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I just assumed it was, like, maybe coke that is, like, cut with blood or something. I don't know. Some some kind of weird vampire yeah. drug. Those. I mean, later on at the rave, it looked like there were, like, a couple was, like, giving each other razor blades, like you take acid or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that, too. Huh. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the rave. It's a good Blade movie. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a rave. Yeah, I wrote Blade equals techno. Because whenever we see Blade, we always hear So he makes quick work of these vampires. Finds Whistler in this, like, back-to-tank full of blood. Mm-hmm. Cuts him loose. He's about to, he's about to stake him. He can't do it. He loves him. That's yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Instead, takes him home with him to his to his base which looks a lot like the one from the first movie but that was new york so they just mm-hmm. like make a replica i don't know <laughs> he's just Again, got yeah he's just got Again, bases just like where are we what's going on yeah just a little blade they make game. a point at the beginning to do like the title card at the bottom saying exactly where you are and then mm-hmm. just do away with that idea <laughs> yeah huh very strange choice. So he takes him back, and he's got a new whistler. Scud. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yep, <laughs> who I love from, from your Walking Dead or your Boondock Saints. Your poison there. Blade, Blade decides to try and cure Whistler. He just, like, gives him a shot and locks him in a room. Mm-hmm. And he and he says these those blinds are going to open whether you're cured or not. So yeah, it's like okay, cool. Pretty cold after all that effort he just went to and that like heartfelt changing his mind moment. And he's mm-hmm. just like, eh. <laughs> coin flip, Blade's, baby. Yeah, Blade's not very emotionally available. <laughs> That's the right way to put it. <laughs> Although the next scene is just like. Blade sitting in a dark room, just like internally reflecting and reminiscing while holding a giant gun. Yeah, in his feelings. Blade's in his feelings. In the dark, still in sunglasses. That was another scene that I just, when I rewatched, I rewatched this um, last night and having listened to the commentary track a couple of days ago, I just couldn't help but. I was like playing in a game in my head where I was like, okay, let me pick out all the decisions that Wesley Slipes made of in course. this movie on the fly. Mm. And like the fact as well in the commentary track, he starts off the entire thing by letting everybody know that this is his favorite Blade movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which explains a lot actually about what happens in the story and just some of the scenes where you're like, wait, what? 
way. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. It really yep. does. Ay, ay, ay. So after he has this heart-to-heart with his gun, uh, Whistler's, he's just cured. Whatever. Yeah. And his throat down, he rules, I don't care. <laughs> I just wanted more Whistler. Yeah. How do you feel? Like hammered shit. <laughs> I fucking love Chris Christopherson. God, he's so great. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Even though none of it made sense, I don't care. They didn't even need to go to these lengths of trying to explain why he was back. He could have just showed up, and I didn't care. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, Scud and Whistler have a little meat cute dick measuring contest. And it's interrupted by some intruders. They're like a bunch of splinter cells, Cirque du Soleil vampires, like spinning around all quiet with like <laughs> infrared goggles and like full body suits just swinging about like trapeze artists, flying mm-hmm. Graysons. Yeah, like I, I wrote because uh, before right before this, they refer to vampires as suckheads. And I love <laughs> that term. So then okay. I literally wrote love the term suckhead. And then my last one next one was suckhead gymnasts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I remember when I first saw this movie, like I think it was the year it came out. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I remember that scene feeling a lot cooler back then. And. <laughs> Upon rewatching it, I had just written down, good scene, good scene, but CGI is definitely worse than The Money <gasps> Returns Scorpion King. Um, yes. Del Toro is noted and has campaigned to have silhouette CGI scene removed. Really? Yeah. Apparently, I, uh... I hate it. The part where it switches to them in the mm, silhouette of the So light. blatant. Oh, my God. Weird, wonky, rubbery. Yeah. Kind of like the... Second Matrix, where Neo fights like a hundred Agent Smiths. Yes, it just, it's yes. like a PS2 cutscene all yeah. of a sudden. Oh my god! So jarring. <laughs> PS2 cutscene. Yes, because I remember that mm-hmm. being cool too. And then they do this a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. And oh it's, yeah, it's always so unnecessary. Yep, a hundred percent. Like it's just to make someone jump an extra like. Five or ten feet in the air. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even cool. Yeah. Let alone the I, fact that I, it looks terrible. I, I just I couldn't help but think as soon as I looked at it, I was like, this just reminds me of the Scorpion King bursting through those doors. Yeah. How, how, how the Rock's face was like tracked really bad, and it looked like something from the fucking WWF game. I was like, this is so it, bad. It looks so That's the worst bad. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That was done by, like, a reputable, like, CGI house, too. They just had, like, 45 minutes to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they had zero time to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, they they have a bit of weird sword fight in front of a bunch of floodlights. And turns out, vampires, they just came to talk. They want a truce. Okay, cool. It's like, (laughs) all right, I guess I'll just get in your helicopter and... Go to your vampire headquarters in an indeterminate location. Mm-hmm. But she does. Doesn't seem very bad. All three of them go. Yeah. Except, 
again, it just seems like they just switched the Blade character and his whole disposition. It was like, let's have a big fight. I don't trust anybody. I'm going to kill Whistler after traveling across the globe to save him. But <laughs> you've just come here and attack me with swords. Let me team up with the vampires. Let's go. Right. Yeah. He's really go with the flow. I do. I, that yeah. Dedicated his life to hunting these creatures. I, I do Very feel quickly. like, though, he does have his, you know, his, uh, I don't even know what the term would be, but he's on his toes yeah. about it. You know, he's like, okay, I have my backup plan. I have my backup, backup plan, you know. But yeah, exactly how he was so quick to go with the vampires, even though he I mean, said, like, when they're in the helicopter and and he's got a bunch of you know explosives on him and ready to just blow everything up and just fuck them all up at the drop of a hat what it all boils down to is blades real horny and he's into nissa that's what it is uh yes yeah that influences yeah (laughs) a weird one about that that i found out as well was um so apparently snipes wasn't available for shooting a lot of the time so they had another actor, like a stand-in. Now he wasn't a stunt. He wasn't a stuntman. But so that entire scene in the helicopter, um, anytime you don't see his face directly, it's not him at all. <laughs> oh my god! And they done that a lot. Apparently, even he said that himself. He he was filming five movies, I think, at the one time. Jesus. Holy shit! So they just had another like for lack of a better word, token black guy who would just put the costume on and they would just shoot. The... So there's a lot of scenes where you see the back of his head or he's running away from the camera. It's not him. <laughs> oh, my <sighs> God. <laughs> Which I just feel like only Wesley Snipes in mm-hmm. like early 2000s could get away with something so ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> for sure. They wouldn't do that these days with amount the amount of money they're paying like big name stars nowadays. They'd be like, no, no, we've got you for this time. And if you can't, then we're going to get somebody else. That's, that's wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they go to the vampire headquarters. We get some exposition on the vampire virus and how. So they get some information on this new breed of vampires. It's some mm-hmm. mutated version. And it doesn't just feed on humans like regular vampires it feeds on vampires too so of course at first blades like that sounds cool like Mm. (laughs) yeah why would i want to stop this it's like well once once they finish with us who do you think they're coming for next and apparently it spreads super fast so yeah it's this new breed of vampires they feed on both humans vampires everyone like the plan for the vampires they want blade to lead this vampires spec ops team that they've been training for the last two years so and he's like two years and they're like yeah we were training to kill you yeah (laughs) they're called the blood the blood pack blood pack that's so dumb (laughs) (laughs) they're all just a bunch of douchebags pretty much yeah except donnie Mm -hmm. he's the only good one Mm -hmm. and i have a big issue with how he's used but we'll get to that yeah yeah they're all supposed to stop Nomak, who's the main, he's like the, the main, the first guy that turned. He was the guy at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and he's, he's like the one in charge. The rest of the people, or vampires, or people that he turns, are just kind of like his horde, kind of like mm-hmm. his flood, like a 
Halo or, you know, or something like that. Almost like a parasitic hive mind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They all... Blade goes and meets the blood pack. <laughs> and immediately sticks a bomb on the back of Reinhardt's head, who is played mm-hmm. by Ron Roman. And this is where our scene is. Should we should we do a little scene read here? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so this is apparently Blade subscribes to like prison rules, right? It's like beat the mm-hmm. biggest guy. You come in. Alright, so this is this is right before he does that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, I will be playing Reinhardt. And you will be Blade, obviously. Blade. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, me and the gang, we were wondering. What was that? Can you blush? Oh, I get it. I see now. You've been training for two years to take me out. And now here I am. Ooh, so exciting, isn't it? Okay. Here's your chance. Okay. Here's your chance. Come on. Come on. I'm waiting for it. Here I am. Right here in front of you. Go ahead. Adolf gets the first shot. Come on. What are you looking at her for? You need permission? Maybe you need a little bit of incentive. Okay. I can help with that. What's the matter? Missed that? It's okay. I can do it again. Come on, you need a manual? Come on, do it! Mm. Now you've got an explosive device stuck to the back of your head. Silver nitrate. Rigged to go off if anyone tampers with it. I'll have the detonator with me. And you, if you so much as look at me wrong... So dumb. So dumb. But this scene, it's it just oh it's so funny. And Ron Perlman, you know, we know Ron Perlman is like Guillermo del Toro's boy. And I'm just so glad that he's in this and he's playing, you know, Reinhardt, who we I guess is it's never fully explained, but he's kind of like a Nazi somebody, right? Yeah. Very German name. They make a lot of Aryan Nazi type references Mm -hmm. to him as mocking him so i don't know i mean vampires live forever so maybe he was he was that was his former time i don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) who knows or maybe it's just a german thing and that's an easy easy way to mock somebody if they're german target yeah that's it i love that scene though even though it's like super cheesy and like the more i think about it the more i'm like why the fuck with some of this stuff put in here and it just feels like a a massage for maybe Snipes' ego. Oh, yeah. totally. Very masturbatory. That's yeah. For sure. it's the same it time, shows it's just, like, kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, it shows he's, like, one step ahead of everybody else. Like, he's playing chess. They're playing checkers. He's got he's got moves. He He's mm. not going to be blindsided. He always knows what's going on. And he's a badass. I mean, he's just repeatedly punching him in the face. <laughs> what did he have in his hand? That, like, it was a just steak. A steak? Oh, okay. Silver steak, yeah. And he just kept, he'd, he'd like twirl it with one hand and then punch Perlman in the face with his other hand. Where he's like, look over here. <laughs> I mean, I get playing? the first Boop. one. Mm-hmm. The second, you know what he's going to do. <laughs> of course. Of course. And they all like hate Blade. You know, of course, like vampires, they 
fucking hate Blade. Oh, so yeah. there's already this just like underlying like hatred, and then just like Blade just taunting him in front of all of his friends, just punching him in the face, and he's like, yeah. he can't do anything about it. And he's like the biggest guy there. He's mm-hmm. kind of in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just he just makes him just puts him in, puts baby in the corner. Mm-hmm. So they gear up, get ready, like multiple gear up scenes in this movie, which I love, like slow motion gear up. Mm-hmm. Classic. Like, anticoagulant, like brass knuckles is kind of what I wrote. Like Scud is saying like the, there's anticoagulant in here and Blade puts them on his like wrists and like little shit mm. shoots out of it. Oh, so yeah. cool. I love yeah, all the different ups. weapons. There's silver, they're garlic, they're everything. All mm-hmm. your typical vampire killing utensils. They uh they move out and uh, send Whistler up to Overwatch because he doesn't look like I I don't know I didn't understand that they're like oh you don't look like one of us so yeah w- what the fuck does that matter you're not like infiltrating like you're not like, going undercover <laughs> yeah <laughs> at that point care. was he wearing armor at that point he well, was he... he was wearing Blade's old yeah. armor that's why it okay. looks all like weird on him and shit. <laughs> Because they yeah. never really, they kind of gloss over that. And I remember being mm. like, why the fuck does it look like he got something from a thrift store? I was like, what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> they couldn't make his own to fit him. They just threw on. Here you <laughs> like can have this shit from the last movie. Oh, poor yeah. Chris Christopherson. No one's going to fit in chiseled Wesley Snipes Taylor. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Tiggs, good Lord. So they move in. Scud, he's in the van. He's He's the man in the chair. Uh, Whistler's Overwatch on top of the building with a big ass like sniper rifle. Then we get Vampire Rave. Yes, Techno Vampire Rave. Actually, are... there's a there's a little Easter egg there. Um, so my my girlfriend is actually from the Czech Republic, and um, that whole Reaper thing mm-hmm. is I didn't realize that. So for them in the Czech Republic, they have like a whole folklore story about vampires and they have this finger that comes out of their mouth and stuff oh, oh yeah like a, like a yeah and that's uh-huh. like i think part of the whole thing but there's a part in that i didn't realize till i listened to the commentary um there's a neon sign i think as they're going into that place mm-hmm. and um the name is uh i think it's radu or something like that so it's basically oh, uh-huh. it's a nod to uh, Vlad the Impaler's um, brother, I think it is. Oh, really? Nice, it just seems nice. like mad, obs- like yeah. it's like crazy obscure, but it kind of mm-hmm. seems a little bit like Del Toro style. It's like, why would you even think? Yeah, that? yeah. Of course, Guillermo del Toro would know some random monster yeah. factoid like that. Like amazing, amazing. <laughs> a little bit of his stuff, he snuck by Snipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just didn't know what he was doing, <laughs> so he could get it through. <laughs> That's. Interesting because they all of a sudden come up with a name for these things that just didn't exist 20 minutes ago. And that's mm-hmm. what they call them. Re- Reapers, was it? Reapers, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That is like a thing in their lore. But they don't explain it at all. They're just all of a sudden calling them that. <laughs> Which is yeah. weird, yeah. Because when, when she told me that, I didn't believe it. I was like, is this like, <laughs> are you like bullshitting me or something? And then mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was like, whoa, wait, this is actually like a thing that they tell yeah. kids, they tell people. I was like, they kind of, they could have used that. I I feel like 
why not just take 10 seconds to be like yeah, as a little extra from whatever yeah. lore from you know this is blah 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 you just say mm-hmm. exactly what you said and then be like oh that's kind of cool yeah to our runtime already <laughs> <laughs> we could have cut down these next few scenes take forever mm-hmm. they're just wandering mm-hmm. around like they they wander around the rave for a while. It reminded me of like the exact same set of like the beginning of that Vin Diesel triple X movie. <laughs> it does actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it was set up the same way with the stage and everyone around. Mm-hmm. There was something else funny that I actually uh seen about this as well. I watched Men in Black uh is it Men in Black Two where Michael Jackson shows up? Yeah, I think he shows I think up so, in the second yeah. one. They wanted yeah. them for the first. But he was like, oh, I want to play the Will Smith character. And they're like, no, we want you to be an alien. He's like, no, why? I don't get it. (laughs) You're a fucking weirdo, dude. (laughs) Well, I was just looking. As I was watching the movie, I was like, wait a sec. I wonder what other movies he's been in. And I was just like Googling this randomly as I was watching the movie. And I didn't know that they tried to get him for that scene. Apparently, he was supposed to show up as like a vampire pimp. Yes, I read that in the trivia. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be incredible! Like, what? In- there's yeah. so many weird. Not to get off on a tangent, but there's so many weird things that are big roles that Michael Jackson like campaigned for to try and get, mm-hmm. and like people Spider-Man. wanted him. Yeah, like just in <laughs> absolutely insane roles, and like they want him to do like something small or like do so- he did he did like an entire soundtrack for or score or something for a movie. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we like that, but you can't, we, you, you don't fit this part. So then he was just like, no, you can only use it if you, if you cast me. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was something like we've all heard of. You know what? It, it like, it's just crazy. And person. it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, I, I definitely agree with you there. And it's super fucking weird that he even done that. But it just shows like that he is some sort of fucking weirdo. But just living on another planet. Part of me kind of wants to see a world where he was cast as Peter Parker or fucking Bruce Wayne or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, lot... in, in what universe are you living in your mind that you think you're going to be cast as the yeah. lead role in Spider-Man? so delusional. In a, I mean, in a world... Like 40 yeah. years old at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a world where he, from the age of eight... He had everyone telling him yes and telling him he was the most talented, insanely oh, yeah. gifted person ever. It's just like he had this delusion of delusion of grandeur that like made him think he could do anything. And like musically and entertainment wise, he could. But like, no, you're not a classically trained actor, dude. Also, you're you're not, you know, 20, 25 that like Spider-Man yeah. should have been. Can yeah, you imagine exactly. pulling off the Spider-Man mask and his face and hair and shit is underneath it <laughs> oh at like God. his late thirties? That would be so upsetting. Fucking. <laughs> 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 There's a great. Uh, I talk about them a lot all the time, but Mr. Sunday Movies on on YouTube, their mm-hmm. channel, they do a great one on uh on uh all the different roles. It's not called that. It's one. It's one of those. It's like, uh, it's something like uh, uh, actors that almost played. So like roles or something, but it's mm-hmm. all he. It's a joke, so it's all Michael Jackson roles that he wanted to try and play and campaign hard for, and they're all just insane. So oh my gosh, I, I, I highly that recommend out. that. It's very good. Those guys are great. Um, but yeah, uh, we they meander around for what feels like an eternity, and 
after they get through the rave and like back rooms or something it, it reminded me of like it made me think of like what a, a psychic office like back room would look like with all like the just the the drapes and the old time mm-hmm. and the weird decorations and everything it's just odd and then we get a, our first jump scare like really about the only one that was telegraphed from a mile away <laughs> <laughs> The camera's like shooting at Nissa's face at like completely different way than the rest of the movie is filmed. It's like, okay, yeah, something's clearly about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's Nomac. He grabs her and uh takes her away. Blaine ends up of course he, he's he's smitten. He he take mm-hmm. he, he goes off after her, tries to find her. Ends up finding both of them. She uh kicks Nomac in the dick. <laughs> Also, she didn't seem to recognize him, right? So that, yeah, that was something that I thought was a, a little bit strange and without ruining the episode right now. Yeah. It just seems a bit strange that there wasn't, like, they didn't even shoot, like, a quick clip of her maybe kind of noticing and maybe squinting her mm-hmm. eyes or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. It doesn't matter. We're getting to it. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems like confused and scared and like uh, and like she doesn't seem to recognize it but then later on it's like they play it like she was yeah. hiding something and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like does she know doesn't she know cuz cuz you would feel like you would bring that up at, at least in in that scene that you would even say something well he yeah. says it at the end like when they're leaving that club when I mean, we'll get to it, but Blade says, then why didn't he kill you? Yeah, that's what I mean. And then she's yeah. like, Wyatt, like she's hiding something is how they play mm. that off. But yeah, the entire yeah. time she was being taken by him, she seemed like this was just the bad guy that she didn't know. Right. It was just strange. And I get wanting that reveal for later, but like, it's weird to have her play it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and I did see that apparently Del Toro now, I don't know if this is true or not, and I don't know how candidly he speaks about a lot of that stuff or how honest he is, you know, uh-huh. it's going to be on a commentary track for the movie, but yeah. he had he was quoted as saying that he tried not to change the original story that was in place beforehand. Mm-hmm. He tried to change it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that was a studio decision or I just, every time I saw little inconsistencies like that, I was like, hmm, I just feel like that if he had a, had his say yeah, some of those things wouldn't have happened. Exactly, because he's a talented filmmaker. Like mm-hmm. he objectively makes like competent movies. Like yeah, yeah. You know, whether whether yeah. they're your thing or not, like he's he's good. Yeah. He knows how to tell a story and not have glaring issues or weird shit that doesn't. I mean, it might not make sense, but it he does it because he likes to do weird shit, not because yeah. it's just a glaring plot hole or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah, she escapes by kicking him in the dick. And he, he's, there's, this is, okay, this is my biggest problem with this movie. I love Danny Yen. Love him. Mm-hmm. Snowman was his name in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had one line, actually. No, he he didn't have any dialogue in the whole he's movie. awesome. I just wrote, he starts, like, sort of fighting with swords for, like, ten seconds. Yeah. I was like, more Danny more more yet please yeah we don't like hardly at all he's yeah. unceremoniously dispatched off screen later on 
Yeah, by uh, yeah, uh huh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, I mean, get, we'll to get to that. To it, sure. That made that upset me. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's awesome. fucking awesome. So this, the team is like they're firing everywhere. They're just going nuts. Like they don't give a shit about the other vampires. Like yeah, that one guy caught in like, the crossfire. Just multiple drum machine gun, just mowing down vampires right and left. But mm-hmm. these silver bullets, they don't do shit to these guys. These, uh, it, these it's re- funny for. For a, a team that's named the Blood Pack in a movie, and they were like, this was the team that was to kill Blade and stuff. And then they get into this place, and it seems like everybody forgets how to fucking do anything. Yeah. yeah. It was just like <laughs> shooting bullets everywhere and getting killed. And They like... immediately panic and just are like hip firing like crazy mm-hmm. people. They're like not you, very tactical. One of us would be if we were surrounded by a bunch of vampires and we held a machine gun in our hand. We'd just be mm-hmm. screaming and crying and firing in a circle. Which kind of makes me wonder, it's like, so if these guys had went up against Blade, then, hmm. Yeah, that would have been over real quick. Yeah, one scene. Mm-hmm. And they were so competent when they came to his little hideout, too. Yeah. <laughs> they spent too much time on, like, the the uneven bars or the parallel bars or whatever, and they didn't spend enough time at the firing range. <laughs> so... They they start to realize like all their their tricks don't work. Nothing seems to hurt these guys. They just keep coming and coming. They like one of the guys has like this giant hammer with a spike in it. This big dude he's like knocks a guy's head off and it just like pops back. Like they just heal right away and you can't. You, they're just like unstoppable creatures. And one thing I will say is uh, this scene as a whole for me uh, maybe not so much this time around but in the past when I'd watched it. Um, I thought it done quite well in conveying the fact that it's like, oh fuck, he like his his um his hammer thing that he's using isn't working, and I kind of felt yeah. like maybe a slight anxiety of like, yeah, we're about to get fucked up, and even Scud, he's outside in the van, and like they're like banging on the doors and shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my god, you're about to get fucked up. Exactly. I think I always like, I I I like that about a horror movie when it's like you have that that moment of realization in the character where it's like oh i can't actually stop this thing from happening yeah like, mm-hmm. like, that's why one of my favorite scenes of all time the uh, in robocop in the boardroom scene yeah. it's the 10 seconds leading up to it when it's just like there's nothing i can do like that's more terrifying to me than the, when he gets eviscerated into goo <laughs> like yeah. that that moment of just like Oh no, I'm I'm facing my impending death in moments, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Oof, oof! I didn't really think about it that way. That's yeah, that makes it w- way more brutal. Yes, done right as well. It's yeah, like mm-hmm. super and Vero hundred percent that one. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. saying this is to that level, but mm-hmm. that was also like the setting. You're in a safe setting around normal people. It's just like that's the last thing that you would ever expect to happen when you're when you're in a boardroom, but that's for another time. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out like what what can they do to stop these guys. They it ends up they end up taking out one of the dudes, who who did he remind me of? He reminded me he was I felt like he was dressed in his hair was like Donald Loge Logue from the first one. Oh yeah, the the Scottish guy was he Scottish? No, or English? I I forget. I think I've seen him in other shit before. I felt like that was 
Zink off him and stuff. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't nearly as good, and he gets killed pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They kill him, and they also end up biting one of the guy with the big hammer. But he like he does the classic like zombie movie thing of like, no, I'm gonna hide it before I turn. I'm, I'm sorry, right? That's another thing, and I and I I know people are probably gonna say that I'm like shitting on this movie so much. I actually love this movie, but I couldn't help for some reason but pick out all this weird shit that I was like, nope, doesn't work. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that part where he covers up that bite. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking obvious. How that chick didn't see that. He doesn't really yeah. cover it up. He's just like rubbing it. Yeah, and she's and like, oh, are you all good? Hand. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't mind this blood and uh, all good. And she's like, yeah, yeah, just my back that got injured. And she's and like, okay. Like, wow. Like, I did just, like I the know. scene with his back where it just, the, the reaver's on, the, on him and just digs his fingers into his back. This, ugh. Like yeah. they're knives because they're just mm-hmm. like mindless killing machines mm-hmm. trying to eat. And the mandibles, when we see like the yeah. mandibles yeah. for the first time, that's like gnarly. Dig the thing vibes. Mm-hmm. Totally. So they're starting to get picked off. And uh they eventually find out the only thing that works is Scud's in the van and he, he turns some UV lights on on all all these the uh, reapers that are like engulfing mm. his van it was like a it was kind of like almost like a zombie movie it's just a horde of them surrounding him but he figures out the the uh the uv that's the only thing that that uh that puts these guys down for good mm-hmm. so he he calls out to everyone on the radio like that's that's what you got to do that's how you're gonna get out of this and uh that's when the the sun starts coming up so that's convenient and uh Blade, Blade fights no Nomad. He's like jarringly absent from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whole... <laughs> I guess he's chasing after Nomad, but like he's just not there. I mean, there's these we've been talking about it a while, but this these scenes last a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't help but feel like this scene was maybe um, meant to. Because, look, a, a lot goes on, but I can't help but feel like it was meant to offer maybe a bit more because mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. So that place they go to was called the House of Pain. And it was <laughs> I didn't some, notice that either until I read was, the yeah, trivia. And it was supposed to be this whole big thing. And, and like from listening to Del Toro talk about it, it sounded like it was supposed to be like this, oh, we're going to the House of Pain. It's this big thing. And it just didn't really feel like that. It kind of dragged. And I'm like, eh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's kind of fun, but it's, it's yeah. It, it felt I enjoyed it, but it it did feel lacking. It was like yeah, there, it just this is okay, but it could be like great. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I've always felt about The Walking Dead. That's why the show's always made me angry. I'm like, you're so close to being something great, and you mm-hmm. just, are, just like just nah, right. you just can't do it. And that's that. That's always a frustrating thing. Yeah, we we've taken some shots and picked it apart. I mean, that's what we do. I do like this movie, by the way. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Yes. Sun's coming up, and uh, blade blade fights Nomac on some like indoor scaffolding, and like it seems like a church or something. All of a yeah. Sudden, <laughs> this, the different <laughs> locations. It's just like, where are these people? <laughs> it's like a blood rave to a gothic nightmare to like. A, a Catholic church or something that's under construction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. 
So I feel like that's how they looked at it as well. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah. yeah, no yeah. one's going to be paying attention. Yeah, They're like I said about Christofferson. I was like, I don't really care. I, yeah. If, yeah. And, and I, I feel like that Snipes probably had that feeling as well. He's like, okay, so we're going to go into the House of Pain and it's going to be like the rave scene again. It's going to be cool. Mm. Then I'm going to be in like some weird bell tower and we're going to do like a thing <laughs> on scaffolding. People are like, wait, but what about... The... No, yeah. no, it's good. It's, good. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. No one's going to be paying attention. <laughs> well, I always feel that way with action movies. I'm like... I just want things. I want my action movies like Zack Snyder makes his any movie. I just if it looks cool, I'm fine with it. Story, mm-hmm, fuck yeah. off. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't matter if it looks cool. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's fighting him, and the sun ends up like shining through some like boarded up build windows or something, and like burns him. And Noah just basically fucks off and leaves. And yeah. Escapes. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we get that scene. He he reconvenes with all the guys that are left. And that's when Nissa, you know, something's like up with her and Nomak. Cause she's being all like quiet and like, cause he's like, yeah, why didn't he, yeah. Yeah, why didn't he kill you? And she's like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the guy that I said, looked like, uh, the, one of the best characters from the first movie. He, he wasn't actually dead, but he's infected. So he's like, you know, kill me. So, boy. <laughs> I love how Blade kills him. They first just like cut his part of his head off, mm-hmm. exposing his brain. He's just like, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. Which they all know that, by the way. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> but whatever. He uh, pulls his gun out and just like shoots right behind him in, like, without looking behind his back to a window that blows out like a board. And then the sun just perfectly goes through and eviscerates this guy. <laughs> Like, in between him and another vampire who that would also kill and who is on his team. <laughs> like, what, what marksmanship. And you the way, see the head. And you see the head, too. I and like, like that. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Like, with the yeah. half the head and he's still, like, blinking. Just like, like it's still yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah. The way they, that light works in this movie is nonsensical. <laughs> Completely. There's a, there's a scene later on that we'll get to, but... I have a lot of thoughts on that. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they capture a Reaper. Like Whistler just like captured one somehow because he'd been absent during all this too. I felt like they were trying to lay some like groundwork of like he was really a double agent bad guy or something because they made mm-hmm. him seem like shady or, or whatever yeah. actions and he was conspicuously absent during like pivotal moments and then he just like show up with something like this where he just somehow captured one that got like stuck in a grate i don't know so mm-hmm. they, they start like experimenting this is like i gotta i gotta like break out the scalpel and do an autopsy on this thing which she does <laughs> which is i i this was i thought the practical effects were pretty cool in this Oh, really, really cool. Very detailed, and, like, they lingered on them, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. like they, they were showing off whoever whoever's work that was. They got they got their money's worth from their time and effort. And, and while they're doing, like, right after this autopsy, um, you know, Whistler is just talking shit to all of them. And he says something I forget to one of the guys, and the guy goes... 
you're about one cunt hair from hillbilly heaven and then chris christopherson goes i love it when you talk dirty yeah i like that boys being boys yeah (laughs) (laughs) they call him a hillbilly so many times so many times like Man, you you all have been living for like multiple lifetimes. Like, be better at this. <laughs> yeah, come on. You, I'm, I'm sure you're smarter than this. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a team that's been training for two years to kill Blade, they're pretty clueless. Yeah, whoever trained them needs to be fired immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also find out something's up with like Mrs. Dad, who's this like old decrepit ancient vampire some so, nosferatu looking yeah yeah does anybody know what his actual name is it's damaskinos Dom- yeah. i watched with subtitles and i saw it and i was like nope yeah i think it's damaskinos me... it was it, way too many consonants it, it, one word. is that even a thing or did they just make up like some bullshit and be like yeah call him the vampire overlord's Blah blah blah. was his name. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if there's any lore behind yeah, is that. Is that a thing? I wonder. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't hear anything about it or read anything about it. At least not in the trivia section on IMDb. So, so yeah. while they're doing this autopsy, uh, they make Scud open its mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I just love Snipes. He's like sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Me laugh. <laughs> it was just like out of left field too. He's like, "Come yeah. on, hold it." He's like, like "I don't oh. want to, sissy." And yeah, of course he doesn't want to. Like, <laughs> who would want to do that? Yeah, seems pretty reasonable considering everything that just has been happening around you all. Mm-hmm. But that's enough to <laughs> code him into doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they find out, like, from this, I guess that the Reapers need to like feed super often like their metabolism is crazy high and like they mm-hmm. have to eat all the time so they're just going to keep spreading and spreading crazy fast also uh, that their heart is encased in bone and is only vulnerable from like the side too. oh okay that explains yeah. later on because i was mm-hmm. like yeah that i wasn't clear on yeah okay <laughs> that's good to know and i didn't uh, realize that either just when you mentioned that there but mm-hmm. when i rewatched it again it was like hmm, they they made a, a real point of that yeah of it was it's like, like it was like yeah. nearly like saying like oh the armpit is vulnerable or the side yeah. is vulnerable it's like mm-hmm. right, that just seems really weird to bring that up well that yeah. makes more sense i i thought it was just like Something was different about him because he was like the original one, and mm. they kept saying like, you know, he was like the most power. I don't know. He was. They made a point of that, so it's like maybe I don't know. I guess he's just... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it didn't seem to make a lot of sense that he had an extra vulnerability, <laughs> being I, that I, being yeah, like the but... one. He was like the vampire Neo, and he's had this <laughs> extra vulnerability. So I probably shouldn't have known that. And it's funny because I feel like that ties into what you guys were saying earlier about like just all these small little kind of things that were maybe kind of put in there, but like half baked. Where yeah. Mm-hmm. Really elaborate mm-hmm. on the things. Just Not kind of fully realized. Yeah. Exactly. This is a thing. Blah, blah, whatever. Forget about it. I said it. 
<laughs> just the take it. Exposition. Yeah. You check that box. So then Whistler and Scud, they've kind of been having the like the old the little rivalry. It's like the you know, like the the new the new relationship and the old relationship. So there's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you've been replaced by a younger a younger man in Blade's life. And they're having a chat and uh end up making uh a UV grenade. <laughs> which Whistler's like, that's impossible. And then Sked does it in like ten seconds. <laughs> He's like, Yep, up, oh, got it. <laughs> Which is yeah. another thing I love about like some of these old, even I guess maybe to a degree modern day like actiony movies and stuff. Just mm-hmm. the complete lack of like, like when I look back at some of those movies and they open up a laptop or something and some mm. weird ass, like, like we talked about in the first yeah. movie with um, uh, yeah, with Frost and oh his, like, yes, yeah, 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 and like yeah, that's some weird. On. Yeah, and it's like some weird music, and he like puts a a random blank disc in, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm like decoding this thing, and there's all these like random graphics before anyone knew what the internet was, and it's just yeah. like I don't have a way to explain this, so the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's kind of so like like I remember even looking at that, and, and the internet was probably a thing at the time I saw it, but it was yeah, it like, was, then. but it was still like wow, yeah. that wow. Yeah, we were still on like dial up pro or. We were probably yeah. just right out of dial-up. Yeah. What is this thing he's doing, this computer program? <laughs> so bad. And it never looks like anything a computer's ever done. <laughs> no, never. Of course not. Yeah, it's very ageist in that way. Like, action movies can be really ageist. It's like, nah, man, we don't need the young... We don't need the old guys. Us young guys got it, you know? <laughs> Yo, but, but we'll see. We'll see about mm, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get another gear up scene and blades very clearly sweet on nissa mm-hmm. you can tell uh they, they're pretty heavy-handed about it this time um they go search the sewers and they're all putzing around uh whistler gets somehow separated with two of the vampires and they just start like fucking with him and like beating him up they're just mm-hmm. like you're alone, so I guess we're just gonna kill you. I don't know. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's odd, I guess, but whatever. Um, I mean, eye on the, keep your eye on the ball. You know, <laughs> like you have this huge issue you're dealing with. Maybe you could use all the help you can get, but whatever. They, uh, while he's getting his ass kicked, he sets up like a one of the weapons they geared up with were pheromones that they mm-hmm. extracted from this this uh reaper they're cutting about and he just like lets off a big bomb of it when the guy just somehow doesn't notice yeah (laughs) punching away did you did you notice that when they first introduced the pheromones thing ron perlman refers to it as suck puppies nut juice nut juice yeah (laughs) so good yeah so again quiet one-liners in this yeah could so, never get away with this in 2021. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Do you imagine the headlines if you put something like that? Or just some of the stuff that are in some of these older action movies and all mm-hmm. Like, There's definitely some any... things that don't age well. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. always like to touch on that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even just with Varsity Blues, 
last week. <laughs> like, oh yeah, definitely some things that didn't age well. Yeah, <laughs> with Billy Bob and his homophobic prayer. <laughs> yeah. But so he's he's getting whistles getting his ass whooped. Whatever. Uh that's when I wrote I will never forgive them for killing Donnie Donnie Yen off screen. <laughs> Cause the 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 guy with the the big hammer spike, he finally turns mm-hmm. and attacks Donnie and you just don't see it. Like Yeah, it was just so unceremonious. Such a bummer. Yeah. Rules. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Then, uh, so he turns and cut back to like the Reavers are they're closing in on the rest of the gang. But uh, Blade goes off to find his squeeze, and uh, she's in like waist deep water in the sewer with this other dude, and he gets like jawsed by a bunch of them that are underwater, just like piranhas, out. just yeah. like gnawing on him underwater. Yeah, and Blade jumps into the rescue, tells her to, like, run, and he throws one of these UV grenades. This is so stupid, because they're all underwater. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's counting down while he's, like, doing these sweet katana moves with his sword. And right when he gets to zero, when the bomb goes off, that's when they all attack. Like, yeah, jump right into their own death, <laughs> and he aye, aye, aye. has to cut them up while they do it too, just for mm-hmm. good measure. <laughs> so silly, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and Whistler's still getting his ass beat, and because he's took his eye off the ball, Reapers show up for these pheromones and attack the guy who was just bullying the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He escapes, gets away. Blade decides to lure all of them away with another thing of all these pheromones. He's like crushes it on himself, and they have this big bomb full of a bunch of the UV grenades. And so he's like, "I'll lure them away, Nissa. You and you and Ryan can escape because that's like everyone who's left right now." They go running off, and that's okay. That's when this bomb goes off. And these are like tunnels that are like curvy and like they're not straight lines. But the way light works in this world is it's more like a gas or a liquid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like going through every like crack and crevice and like <laughs> taking corners and turns and yeah. <laughs> <fucking> ridiculous. <laughs> How light works. <laughs> <sighs> yeah I <can't>, it's <laughs> one of those things when i look at these movies and i'm like it was such a simpler time because i didn't question any of this shit i was yeah. like yeah you just would just you would just make things up and be like okay we need things to work this way for this particular scene and in the next scene we're going to change it completely yeah and it's fine because no one's going to question it and it's all good mm-hmm. yep. I mean, the internet's really held filmmakers yeah. accountable because you, I mean, you get a hundred YouTube videos on like breaking down every bit of minutia of anything, especially mm. a comic book movie. Oh, totally. I mean, those, they're, I'm a comic book person myself and I can say we are the fucking worst. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, this magical light just eviscerates all of them. And uh, Nomak finds Whistler. Instead of killing him, he gives him a ring and a message for Blade. You can't really hear what the message is. Mm-hmm. They make it a tiny bit obvious where it's like you hear him go, Damaskino, they toggle back and forth with like, this is a huge reveal and we're being blatantly obvious that something's like, you know, <laughs> a foot here and what mm-hmm. it fairly yep. clearly is. Mm-hmm. So then Blade finds his, his, his gal pal again and she's all injured and he, he lets her feed on his blood. He like takes his sword out and cuts his wrists and puts it up. And and I just went, really? You barely know this. This very romantic. That's why this is our Valentine's Day special. Yeah, (laughs) they're they're real Romeo and Juliet. You know, Montagues Mm -hmm. and Capulets, Jets and Sharks. That's them. They're up there. If anybody has um, listened to the audio commentary with Wesley for for this movie, he. that when I when I mentioned earlier about him being super creepy, he, mm-hmm. he talks about the original idea of um, those two characters having a somewhat of a relationship or whatever, and like uh, the sex scene that was cut from the movie and all this oh. stuff. He when were com- they fitting that in? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it's just like he comes across. It just comes across so fucking weird. I'm like, this doesn't even mean anything though. I don't. I don't yeah. even understand why we exactly. have to make Blade have a thing with this, because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, the character of Blade doesn't even really play into that whole. He needs a chick, right? Thing. I thought they so did that like, better in the first one. Like yeah. there was a woman with him, but it wasn't like driving his, like, yeah. because mm-hmm. of his like undying love for her out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, but apparently a lot of that stuff between the two of them was all based around this like crazy sex scene they were supposed to have. It's a little more sense. <laughs> and it's just like Oh god. Oh my god. But again, yeah. part of me kind of wishes I could see it to be like, what vision did you have in your mind? Yeah. What would have been Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean like looking at a car wreck. It's like I don't really want to see it, but like I will yeah. see it. And I and I, yeah. I do genuinely think oh. it would be you would get that feeling. Yeah, I'd be disgusted with myself and my choices immediately. Mm-hmm, exactly. It'd probably haunt me, but I'd do it. Because <laughs> I wonder, did it have some weird, like, dumbass shit? Like, did they have that <laughs> with him cutting himself or some shit? Where oh, God. Like, probably. Fighting Just each other or something? Drinking all, blood like, shit. bloody and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I need to watch mm-hmm. the... I ended up buying it because it was two dollars more, so I assume I get the extras with commentary. I may have to go. I, I hope so. That. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> if not, it's on YouTube. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Just the just the audio, obviously. So, so yeah, he gives her the blood, which you know heals a vampire once they once they drink, and uh, that's when like the vampire cavalry shows up on like tactical gear and everything. There's just a million of them. It's like. Where were you all? <laughs> you have this <laughs> army, maybe I don't know. Send everybody. Give us a hand here, guys. Instead of this Gomer pile led group of idiots. So they show up and no good deed goes unpunished. They they capture Blade real quick. They just tase the shit out of him. 
Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And they also capture Whistler and Scud. And that's when they take them all back to, like, Vampire HQ. Find out. This is is Papa. He's he's trying to make, like, a a new, better vampire. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's Nomac. It's his. It's his son. That was his first attempt, failed mm. attempt, of course. And I mean, because that's, that's what vampires always want. They want to be able to like day walk. They want, basically want to be blade. Mm-hmm. All the good without without the drawbacks. And all the the their their vulnerabilities to you know your your silvers and your. Yeah, Garlics all their all strengths, that. none of their weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you could really, they would really be immortal if if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. So that's when <laughs> so so silly. As we find out, Scud, he's a big fat traitor. He's a fami- he's a familiar. Yeah, just tattoo on his inside his lip. Like seems like I don't know. <laughs> Seems like huge and glaringly obvious and like Yeah. Although that would play into what happens shortly after. He's very cocky. He's doing the like, you know, I'd I'd rather be I'd rather be a pet than than cattle or whatever or food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down Which, too. I was gotta like, say, really? Making some good points. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I yeah, I'd probably sell sell out the human race. I... <laughs> let's, let's be honest. After the last twelve months we've had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's giving this whole cocky speech, and because uh, because uh, Blade the 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 thing that kicks it off is Blade tries to pull the trigger on Reinhardt's head bomb, mm-hmm. which also like why they even let him keep that. Yeah. <laughs> Who's doing the pat downs? Like... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like they've taken all your weapons, but this special button you've got for yeah. And the ring, for that matter. Yeah. From Whistler. Like, mm-hmm. I guess they're just that cocky. They're not worried about any. How, I don't know. How did you guys feel about that uh, that, that twist to its god? Which one? The just, That he's the familiar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's it it makes sense because then he had somebody they had somebody on the inside the entire time and he oh, yeah because they were trying to play that as it was Whistler mm-hmm. but I like Norman Reedus so I didn't really like it because <laughs> I kind of liked a, a a different version of Whistler that was like all on board with him and like if he yeah. saved him from a couple vampires because he. Cause it's I, I my first thing was like oh oh maybe he was like a plant like mm-hmm. but he said they turned him after like later on so like mm-hmm. why he saved your life like why would you turn yeah. him yeah mm. like and that would be an easy fix you're just like oh yeah that was a setup like I was with these two girls and it was all just to get me in undercover so you trust me that's easy two seconds yeah 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 <laughs> but like if someone Blade saved my life. I'd be on his side. <laughs> You'd think, yeah. You saved my life from vampires. I'm ride or die with you. <laughs> you got I think my that was always copy. the intention. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know either. Listen, it's not really. He made a point to be like they they got to me and turned me like, and it mm-hmm. made it seem like it was after he would had been with him. Because mm-hmm. I wondered that was was that always the intention for that, or was it supposed to be like after the fact kind of? It yeah. seemed like they played it for after the fact, but yeah, it really mm-hmm. made sense if if it was all before and it was just a whole like intricate scheme to get a guy on the inside, that would make more sense. Yeah. That'd make them actually seem smart and not like the dummies that they're kind of portrayed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're sticking to, you know, the narrative is that's, <laughs> that's what they, they're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Here's a, here's a question for you too. Like the, the, we're, we're after our friend Daryl gets, uh, gets blown up you know they take blade and you know of course everyone wants blades blood because that's the key or whatever but here's a question Mm -hmm. if they're really smart and they know all about blade you'd think that they'd know that his mom was pregnant when he was when she was bitten and then she gave birth I wonder if they ever tried to recreate that, you know, like in like Batman Beyond, where oh, yeah. Amanda Waller tried to reenact, you know, Terry McGinnis getting uh, his parents getting killed and kind of creating a Batman. Way like easier than this, just like psychopathic vampire murderer who yeah. only lives to kill you. Yeah. Or like, you got a guy I, on the inside. Maybe just take a little blood from, send it over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> send it back to the lab. Yeah. The boys in white deal with it. Yeah. And it's strange because um I mean that that whole thing with uh that that vampire overlord guy and that whole backstory with like oh we have all these mm-hmm. fetus these reaper fetuses and we're mm-hmm. growing them or we're gonna like dissect blade and use him to like make a perfect thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You kinda think, right, if you're able to do that, surely at some point you have considered the idea of having someone be bitten. Yeah. Just keep yeah. fighting people and like yeah, it yeah. seems like a lot less effort as well. Yeah, yeah. way safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, if it doesn't and work, a lot less effort. Eating. Yeah, a lot less effort on their part, you know. But you know, that's... I mean, maybe they tried, but they don't make that clear. Yeah, come on, guys. And I'm not giving <laughs> them the benefit of the doubt. No, hell no. This this one felt a little smaller in scope in a weird way than the first one because the first mm. one had like a vampire council and there's like all these like 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 bigger figures that seem to be yeah. like pulling strings and this was just like a weird guy who takes like baths and blood. Mm. Yeah, and and it's funny because I feel like I've it, it probably sounds like I've changed my tune completely on this franchise and I do really like it. It's fun, like but. I, I do feel the same where in the first one we had like, you know, all these other layers to the mm-hmm. lore. And mm-hmm. this one seems yeah. to be just kind of like we have some weird ass like kind of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula looking guy. Yeah. Who you know, gets in a pool of blood and it's, yeah, it's a bit of a thing, whatever. Don't really worry about it. Don't care. Yeah, I liked yeah. That's the thing that was so. I mean, there's a lot of things I enjoyed about the first one, but that I, I especially with comic books, like it's fun to have a lot of yeah. like, world building and lore and all this stupid shit that yeah eat up like that well i think that's probably why you know the first movie's so great the second one was fun but then it's not as good as the first and then the third is just like like i wonder i wonder (laughs) if you know that's you know warner brothers or the suits being like you know the first one was great but not enough action can we have more action from what i've heard 
he Snipes went even further with his like megalomania and control on the third one. Oh, I believe it a hundred percent. Which that we'll re- talk I, about at some point. Yes, I I actually can't not to overshadow this episode, but I actually cannot wait. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I know. Play Trinity. Oh, we will God. be doing that uh, as a commentary at some point uh, and, uh, in the near future. I feel like we couldn't pick a better movie because I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, I know. That I'm going to have like nearly two hours to just <clears throat> rip. Yep. It's going to be a blast. Oh my god, it's going to be a blast. It's bad in like the most fun kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, he's a traitor. He gets all blown up because he's just holding this bomb in his hand. And uh, that's when we find out Blade's like, nah, I was on to you. I knew it. That's why uh, this thing is still active and now I'm going to blow you up. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, that. that's why I have this second button in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like that. That's why you frisk the guy, man. And it's like that that's that cool like um, you know, late nineties, early two thousands action movie thing. It's like, ah, you see, you think you've outsmarted me. Your first button is a dud, but I had a yeah. second button installed. Exactly. I had a super secret second button that you didn't know about. Yeah. That only it's... I knew about. John I remember the time being like an empty gun. You know? mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he blows him up and they uh they then strap blade to this machine because again they they want his like dna or whatever mm-hmm. it's everybody his... wants blade's blood yeah i mean remember like the sun like the spf 10 million or whatever they had in the last one i don't mm-hmm. know i feel like it's, it's better than trying to go out blade <laughs> yeah Where'd that go? That that secret died with Frost, apparently. <laughs> and it, it's funny as well, because I remember feeling like towards the end of this movie, around the reveal of Scud being a familiar, and and then even when he blows him up, I, I even still remember being like, wait, where is this movie going? Because I feel like yeah. Blade can't get out of this. So mm-hmm. how bizarre, how bizarre does this like ending slash escape have to be for him <laughs> to come back from this Turns mm-hmm. out not that bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Compared to considering the first one, there was like some weird like blood twister. And... <laughs> yeah, it's a blood tornado. <laughs> so while this is happening, Nomak he he attacks this vampire headquarters. Whistler escapes during the confusion of this attack. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we didn't talk about this guy, but there's a, like a human lawyer. <laughs> it's such yeah. a dumb scene at the beginning. He's like, "So you're a human?" He's like, "Not really. I'm a lawyer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so, so the guy who played him, right, is mm-hmm. like a some sort of a Czech actor reality guy. Oh, really? when they had, yeah so when they had originally cut the movie i think and like they test screened it or whatever they had to go back and redub all his lines really because nobody everybody came back on the notes on the feedback with they couldn't I, understand I can't, him i can't understand i couldn't so tell back. whoever did the adr did a really good job i know yeah. right because even i was like hell 
when like someone's talking and then it cuts away and you can't see their face then it's like oh yeah i can yeah they dubbed that for sure yeah, yeah. that's a great yeah I mean, movies that have a ton of money behind them like mm-hmm. endgame when spider-man is talking to tony stark when he comes back this always bothered me when they he's he starts talking to him and then they like hug you can tell distinctly he's not saying what he yeah. is like it, mm-hmm. it just sounds slightly right. off and it jars the shit out of me it's funny it's a movie, movie that seems... costs like 300 million dollars exactly <laughs> like, this didn't yeah which is weird it. and it's like it, it seems this movie had a, a really weird habit as well of like so they have an actor that has to stand in for wesley because he's not around or whatever yeah and it's like oh, we have yeah, to yeah, yeah. Half the actors because mm-hmm. we didn't really think about it and now eh, whatever we'll just <laughs> we'll just do whatever i mean they did a good job of that too because i yeah. didn't notice I didn't know. A lot of times you can kind of tell when a like the fight scene gets a little crazy, and they have things that are in front of their face, like that, or just seem really convenient, like or whatever. I was very surprised when just how he even talks about it in his in that commentary. He just seems to be like he kind of laughs about it. He's like, "Yeah, it's so funny," because I was like shooting like four or five movies, and yeah, I just didn't show up to set, and you guys would have to like film scenes without me and they just got some random guy <laughs> what a dick that's a weird thing to like, think is like funny paid millions of dollars to do this and probably caused a lot of people a lot of stress and a lot yeah. of anxiety and pissed a lot of people off and, and, and oh probably, but it's hilarious and probably walked on set and was i don't know but probably a complete dickhead and just took over the show whenever he did arrive kind of mm. what it sounds like <laughs> yeah. and it's just like yeah. Like that would piss me off so much. To like, no he... end. To no end. Yeah. If it had been a bigger director, you know, Guillermo was still so new in yeah. his career. If it had been a bigger director, you know, like a, I mean, Ridley Scott's not going to direct Blade Two, but like, you know, if God, it was like a Ridley did, Scott or somebody, <laughs> they'd be like, "Yo, no, get the fuck out of here," you know. <laughs> You're not that big, motherfucker. Again, you know? Yeah, and again, I feel like even now, even with the huge actors now. I mm-hmm. feel like you would never see, even like you had mentioned Endgame and stuff there, even say someone like uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing mm-hmm. Iron Man, I can't yeah. see a world where they would book him for another Marvel movie mm-hmm. and then also let him book him while also knowing that he's shooting like another yeah. four or five movies. Well, yeah, they have that all the time where people can't do this, that or whatever because you're under contract and like contracts are got to be so stiff because yeah there's multi multi millions of dollars riding on the reason hugh jackman's wolverine is because they had reshoots of mission impossible 2 and the villain from that was supposed to be wolverine Mm -hmm. and he was supposed to go film and it ran long and they're just like nah you're under contract sorry sorry and he's probably campbell scott i think was his name and he's just like fuck how (laughs) pissed you gotta be yeah yeah <laughs> so where where the fuck are we even? The, uh, <laughs> That's my fault. No, I, it's, uh, no, it's all what good. We do here. I rarely know where we are. That's so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the lawyer. Uh, he's in front of Blade, and he just gets Ed two oh nine, just blown away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who i'm not entirely sure how he did that he's in under like a great 
That's not like a sewer grate. There's like a little bit of holes, but like, how the fuck did he just fill him full of lead like that? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. I, <laughs> it was so weird. Movie magic. <laughs> like, I, I always find that so strange. It's just like, mm-hmm. it was a choice to make where he came out of. Like, someone fabricated that with the, like, how was there no knowledge of like how this was going to work? Like, just make it a regular grate. Like a subway yeah. grate or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel but there's like it. no hole. There's hardly any holes in it. They're all like, sp- it was a weird, almost fully formed thing. <laughs> I feel and they so make bad. a point to show him coming out of it, like completely, not like he was popped up like, right. like a, a meerkat out of a hole or something. Yeah. And like, it, it's weird because like, uh, as a horror fan as well, like I give a lot of things a pass because i think as as a super horror guy you kind of have to do that yeah mm. horror and action movies are the same in that way yeah, yeah that's true that's These true. Are things I, we love and we get like you gotta yeah. you gotta let and, off yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you're mm. not you like not every movie you're gonna expect some sort of oscar winning mm. continuity or whatever but like i i found in this movie there were so many things that i was like what the f-? like who i, I think there's a certain so kind of it's light there's a certain mm-hmm. kind of it I'm very okay with, and another it's just like I don't how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Because it doesn't even seem self-aware. It's like yeah, like what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I always love like you, you mentioned that like sign in the rave scene. Like that's an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I also always find it fascinating when you have weird shit like that. That's a giant bit of paying attention and putting in detail to tell your story and then you just say ah fuck it <laughs> Some of yeah, these we things. like go from one to the Here. other guillermo at, at one point he's just like you know what just fuck it just i, I want to be I, done with this already. i wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was he was just like i don't have control of this like i'm not telling mm-hmm. the story i want to do fuck this i'm just i'm gonna mm-hmm. do what everyone tells me i'm gonna get it done i'm gonna like i don't know if you've watched Ever watch Bojack Horseman? But he works with a director who's just like, "I oh, will fix it in post." Like mm-hmm. one that's take. the big thing. Oh, well, we'll fix it later. It I don't give a shit. Yeah, and <laughs> it definitely it, it it reads like that as well. When I listen to him talk about it, it I know obviously he's recording a commentary track for the movie, so he's not going right. to completely rag on us. Yeah, unless or, you're Ben Affleck drunk on Armageddon. Or, or, um, Best commentary of all time. The, the guy who directed Blair Witch 2, he basically spends the whole hour and a half just shitting on the movie and being like, not my movie, terrible idea. They changed everything. The studio got involved. Crap, crap, crap. Awful. Fire a commentary track. He's like, no. Nah. I respect that. That's fucking awesome. And I'm awesome. surprised because they actually put it on the fucking DVD. I respect that. Because it's entertaining. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, people point. people will buy it just for this, you know. But you can definitely feel from Del Toro, he's a bit like, yeah, whatever. Didn't really agree with this. Not yeah. really my style. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yep. Done. Yep. Pretty, pretty much. So, all right, where the where I, I'm I'm all over the place today. Uh, yeah, he, he kills a lawyer, saves Blade. Uh, Nissa and her dad like escape via elevator. <laughs> just. I don't know. Made me think of Commando <laughs> when what's his name <laughs> goes down, get, escapes. What's his fucking name? Jay uh, Bennett. No, uh, the the squirrely guy that we did the scene. Oh yeah, David Patrick Kelly. Uh, Sully. Sully. Yeah. yeah. He, 
finds the slowest mode of transportation to escape. <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking elevator. This, this unstoppable force. Uh, so they they go up a few a few levels to. I guess they're supposed to be like safe in there for some reason. Yeah, it's some kind of safe room or something. Yeah, he just they're like says, totally content in there. Yeah, you he can't get in here. There's like a mm-hmm. line like that or something. Whatever. Um That's when Okay. We, so Blade just like gets up off of this table with all these spikes in him, right? Yeah, and he's all fucked up and him and Whistler finally have this really great um sentimental moment when it's just like okay we get it you're two alpha macho mm. non-emotionally available assholes like we get it but then they finally have a moment like a tender moment where like blade is seemingly gonna die and whistler's just like come on kid you can't die on me you can't die on me and then and then we get blade in that bloodbath that yeah. nosferatu was in and you're like okay fucking he's back bitch yeah he's way above in like Reinhardt comes out and starts like shooting at him with a shotgun and he just mm-hmm. falls a couple stories into yeah, a pool of blood. Just this pond full of blood. And uh Reinhardt's just like, I got him. Like he's very yeah. nonchalant. Mm-hmm. Like he clearly missed him a couple times because you see like yeah. sparks and stuff on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> he's real confident this this mm-hmm. game's over. I got him. And uh he's walking away all cool guy with the shotgun on his shoulder. And uh nope, Blade's back. He uh he, he just punches everyone for a bit, ends up slicing Reinhardt in into like up and down long ways. <laughs> but did you notice that right before he did it, he said, Can you blush? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Also, that's wildly racist. <laughs> like and I don't read racist. that, but that's yeah, a, that's based really off of a real really life experience. What's that? Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I that think that ties into of, he's yeah. like a Nazi and like yeah, shit. exactly. So yeah, like a, such a piece of shit. But and yeah, then what? I, I wanted that to be be known. I was very aware of that. When I, yeah, when I read it. Like, that was not lost on me. Yeah, and then what happens next is might be one of like my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Whistler tosses. Blade his sunglasses from like the second story Ooh. and they and Blade just like whoosh, catches yeah. his sunglasses throws them on and Ooh. then like okay time to go fuck fuck up yeah. Nomad. Yep. That Three reminds me of um have you guys seen I can't remember which because they're so awful and it's such Ooh. a huge Resident Evil fan but there's a that whichever the Resident Evil movie is that's I've that seen them all I have a weird fascination with them and I love them even though they're total yeah. shit. Me too. Uh, the one, up. the one that's set on, is it, is it on a ship? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the one after the Vegas one. Wait, re- retribution? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The one where yeah. she starts off and like, there's a thousand of her and like. Yeah. So he. Yeah. It, it, it always reminds me. It's weird because Blade was obviously made before that, but mm-hmm. when Wesker takes off his glasses at one point and she says, uh. Oh, I brought some friends, and he's like, "Oh, you should have brought more." And then he throws his sunglasses in slow motion as like a distraction, so he can like yeah, attack her or something. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of weird because you kind of wonder why. It's like, again, at the time, I feel like it was I can the tell right you move. why that movie was made in three D, 
So that was yeah, so it's like this moment. cool 3D thing, but they it's like kept oh, trying yeah. to fit things. And so when you watch mm-hmm. it in 2D, yeah. you're like, the fuck is that? This but doesn't make any sense. Moment. Yeah, yeah. But even like even with Blade, it's like who, who came up with this? But then at the time, I remember that coming out and not questioning it. I was like, that is so fucking cool. Oh it was. God. It might have been a play on like uh, the Mission Impossible Tom Cruise, where he throws the yeah. you know mm-hmm. motion and like. <laughs> so, all right. So yeah, he he cuts him right in half. Good riddance. You know, I love Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Nomak, he, he shows up in this apparently safe room. Like, this is just like, let him in. I guess. I, I, that was weird, because it's like, I get you're pissed at daddy, but like, he's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay with it. It's like, you know... After, so Nomak feeds on the father, kills the father, and and he's, like, reaching to her for help, and she's just like, nope, bye, bitch, and and then she's just like, okay, it's time, get it over yeah, with, or whatever. She just, like, pulls her blouse off and is like, here, have at it, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, weird. feed on me. Yeah, she's, because like, she's weirdly done, sexual, because she's yeah. just, like, in a tank top under her coat and just, like, mm-hmm. pushes her chest out. It's like, oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'd, I'd probably fight that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, doesn't he? He infects her. All that is wrote. It's a real cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when Blade shows up. Because how how impervious is this room? I mean. I know she let him in, but how does Blade get in? Apparently, it's not its a, not a very safe, safe room. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, it's no panic room. So, they fight. That's when we get a lot more of this weird slow-mo CGI. It's just fucking awful. I remembered that first scene, but I didn't remember there was so much more of it. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of it in this. Yeah, and it is... It, it... It's one of those things like a certain amount of stuff can get a pass, but it's like fucking hell. It's, like surely at some point, and especially like you said earlier, uh, Josh, it's it's so unnecessary. Unnecessary, like it it we undercuts it. the cool things no. that are happening because it's so jarring when it pops from yeah from real live action to this CGI bullshit. Like, and none again, none of it's really that interesting or cool. All it does is take me out of the cool thing that was just happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just such a strange choice. And I know things were different then and like we had different expectations and like I mean, you know, like the first cutscene you saw in like a PlayStation, you're like, holy shit, that's like movie. Like it was like playing Tomb Raider. I'm like, oh my god, this is incredible. And now it's just a pixelated mess. Like, <laughs> it's funny, I remember um I don't know if you, I, I'm assuming you guys probably had a similar thing, but over here we had like a, you know, you had like PlayStation magazine and all these. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you yeah. had these weird ass like demo discs that would come with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I still have some of those, but Play I remember. like the first level or two of something. And... Oh, dude. I remember mm-hmm. getting them and. I think the it was premium only... original where you, uh, you get the first few and then you can buy the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like some tomb raider demo or something it was like the first two levels or the first whatever 
And I remember the first time I saw a cutscene, and I think it was, I don't want to say it was like PlayStation 1, and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I remember like my granddad and everything, I was like, come in here, you love action movies, look at this yeah. shit. Yeah, me too. I mean, our expectations were just so different. Like now, you have actual deceased actors being played. Yeah. I complete. I mean, look at like Tarkin and, and Rogue One. Like, yeah. Some are done better. I thought that one was done really well. The Carrie Fisher one I thought was awful, but yeah, I yeah. thought the Tarkin one was done really well. I mean, it's pretty incredible what they can do. And, it makes and, me wonder when we're all like, you know, 60, 70 years old. <laughs> what like, if we, it, like, yeah, yeah, if we have kids and stuff, will, it, will they be like, what the fuck? Are oh, oh, yeah. They'll look at some of the stuff and be, just be like, well, you're cavemen. Like, <laughs> It's going to yeah, be like Ready Player that. One. It's just like you can experience everything yourself from like your own point of view, like with glasses on or whatever. That's the You'll dream. be sitting yeah. there with this weird ass disc being like, yeah, let me, or streaming. They'll be like, what's streaming? Ugh. Yeah, it's streaming. It just goes <laughs> into my brain, pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a plug in the back of my head like Neo. <laughs> so, yeah, we get all this nonsensical cgi and that's when i I wrote he stabs novak in the heart question mark and so we filled in those gaps which is great Mm -hmm. i like when that happens i often have Mm -hmm. big plot holes that i don't understand and then we get there Mm -hmm. that was good (laughs) i I don't know he dies (laughs) (laughs) uh blade and have a nice little chat and she wants to see the sun before she dies because uh she's about to turn you know mm-hmm. so blade carries her picks her up carries her outside and he he holds her i thought this actually showed some restraint here because he holds her while the sun comes up and she like you know ashes away uh i kept thinking they were gonna like kiss while, while yeah she was, like, while she's fading she away like, why out of his mouth <laughs> you know i thought that was actually yeah, that... some restraint there that whole thing was a little bit lost on me at first because I was like, but then when I heard that there was supposed to be this whole other kind of like arc where yeah. they were going to be a thing properly and they were going to be like super into each other. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense because I was like, did we just put this in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never yeah. believed it, but I understood that's yeah. where they wanted me to think they were at yeah. that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Whistler's just watching. I'm like a big creep. And smash cut to London. At the very <laughs> beginning, Blade had let one of the vampires go, the guy he, he used to get into like the first vampire hideout at the very beginning. He so didn't kill. His name is Rush, and apparently we're all supposed to know that. Yeah. Uh, if you if you listen to the commentary, this is like a thing that you were supposed to remember by the end of this movie yeah i i didn't at first and then i just started doing math and i was like okay i think that must be what they're going sure yeah how can i can barely remember how he looks how would i ever even remember his name well it took me a minute because of the setting he finds him in a jerk-off booth in london (laughs) (laughs) again very random very sporadic. We, wow, we're like yeah, in America, we're in Eastern Europe for no reason. We don't it really know why we're in Eastern Europe. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. At a show, in a pub, just in an apartment. I kind of wonder, though, do they just 
at the time, did they pick locations to maybe show how global this thing was? Or I think that's maybe probably the idea. Yeah. But it, again, it's like half-baked and they don't really, really execute yeah. it. It's and just the, like, uh, oh, we thought that at the beginning. Oh, we'll do it again at the end. Because that's the next title card. It's the very beginning and it's the very end. And if yeah, it reminds me of... In London cracking off. What, what does that do for me? And that's the thing, yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of what you said earlier. And I just wish they had have maybe elaborated on it a bit more. The fact that in the first movie, we had that whole council and the whole backstory and yeah. lore. It felt like mm. there was a reason to be places or do things. Yeah. And if they had have incorporated that a little bit more, I could have maybe understood a bit better why we were in the Czech Republic, why we were in Russia, why am I in London? What? It's the what feeling I get with a lot of Netflix movies where it's like there's clearly money in it. It's like it's almost like a like an indie movie was given a blockbuster budget. Mm-hmm. Where it, it I can see there's money there, but it always just feels so small and there's not any stakes. Right. Like, right. And they touch on a lot of interesting things, but they never explore them, even though they still somehow go over two hours. I don't I've yeah. been trying to coin a phrase for what that is, and I can't I haven't yet, but I need something simpler because the streaming movies, I feel like that a lot. And this this felt like something I would watch on Netflix or Hulu or Prime. You definitely. And I think because I definitely do. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. uh and it's like that feeling you have where you can't explain it. It's like, yeah. I don't know how to pinpoint exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like this thing where we like gloss yeah. over things. In, and like, indie oh. movie with a budget is the closest thing I can get. Because it's just yeah. like you have actors, you have talented people. But, you know, like an indie movie doesn't always make you feel fulfilled. And like, it's just kind of like, I'm just telling this little story, whatever, because we have $30,000 to do it. But, but then when you have... 40 million it's like <laughs> okay mm-hmm. yeah yep so he kills him and that's it credits credits, <laughs> credits. just a stake through the head and that's it he's like you didn't think i'd find you stake through the head blackout yeah. credits i didn't oh, need that wrap up yeah. for that guy yeah it, we didn't need Not really it. seems a bit yeah. odd i can kind of even at the start you guys kind of uh maybe uh wrapped up the thing with you know eastern europe and it's like okay the the, the last movie closed out mm-hmm. and we were somewhere in russia or whatever mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that we started off this movie in russia and there's probably maybe some reason why we're there yeah mm-hmm. like this like movie ends in, yeah and it's like this movie ends <laughs> in some weird ass like we're doing this and why are we doing this yeah like, why am i here and why do i like why does blade care to go after you I mean, because you were nobody yeah yeah like he's just killing vampires right and left like what is what's the significance of this loser <laughs> yeah like if he was a take, league, like if he was a character i could go okay that, yeah, that makes to take sense. the time to do this but like mm-hmm. we know they're everywhere so like is that worth you could have killed like 50 of them in the time it probably took you to track down this one idiot yeah and it's aye, just, aye, aye. like, they did, like, flashbacks multiple times to the first movie. Like, you could have done that at the very beginning just to be like, this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, him cleaning off his sword, like, walking out of this club in Russia, being like, I'm heading to wherever. Yeah, they didn't really, 
I don't think uh, elaborate enough on the fact that he was supposed to be traveling through Europe looking for Whistler and stuff. Yeah, I would have just, just done a like... scene that just picked up right at the end in Russia when he's massacred the entire the entire blood orgy, and he's got one left who he's interrogating and tells mm-hmm. him to go to Czech Republic, and then we get then we just and move it on. Makes sense, and then yeah. you could you these could are such small him. things. Yeah, mm. and just leave him as the guy that's alive, and then if you want to go back and kill him, at yeah, the end for some random then reason, then that would yeah. that would that sense. would be more uh, be heavier because that kicks. That kicks yeah. the entire movie off, not like 10, 15 minutes in after we've seen a bunch of no-name people get sliced and diced and burnt to a crisp. Right? Exactly. So these guys in the first scene, you're going to feel that uh, more yeah, yeah. last. I, I really, like, I did enjoy this movie as cheesy and as, as terrible. Oh, as me too. I, yeah, I, it was still I, a blast. A lot, but I enjoyed this. It's fun. It's silly. Mm-hmm. And especially over the time, we had no comic book movies, so... This is all we had, and it was the best of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> sadly. And part of me kind of wanted to see two things. If we didn't get this movie, I wanted to see a serious sequel with Morbius included. And mm. then the other side of me wanted to see this cheesy, weird, fucking shitty action movie with Morbius included. And how terrible <laughs> well, they the, would have made him. The deleted scene of Morbius, like, which is also hilarious to me because they just this was just a different time and they just they shot that and they just didn't know they couldn't because they didn't yeah. own the rights to him because sony mm-hmm. they just yeah. didn't know <laughs> and it's hilarious as, like a lawyer well. had to be like yeah you can't do that <laughs> or and they were going to take they... the money and time to shoot it because that costs money mm-hmm. they just didn't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that that naivete like i just it's it's great and what what's funny about that whole thing is uh, when when they contacted Sony, I think apparently when a lot of those negotiations go on, they'll kind of there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and they won't say mm-hmm. no outright, even if they never intend on selling the IP, right, right, licensing it, they'll always play a game. Mm-hmm. But apparently Sony came back immediately and went, "There is no way you're ever using that character." Forget about it. Done. Which is wild because who gives a fuck about Michael Morbius? Like I know they're making yeah. one now no, because but, mm-hmm. but the, the, the terrain is completely different where any comic book movie is gonna make you five hundred million dollars minimum. Yeah. Like yeah. Adam was a piece of shit and that made a ton of so money. enough money that they're stuff. making a second one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was a slip up on on Sony's part to be honest, especially back in two thousand two yeah. or two thousand and one. I mean they, they learned the lesson up. with Spider Man. Like Yeah. yeah. Yep. I still can't believe that happened. Right. I mean, I guess I can because they got like all of the profits and they didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, here's a free billion dollars. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, run it back again? Cool. Let's get another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've got some trivia. If we want oh, to hear some trivia. Some trivia. Let's do it. Um, so first, our boy Donnie Yen. Maybe this is why maybe he possibly had a really small part. He was also the fight choreographer for the film, so maybe that's why, or maybe they like were like, Oh, he's gonna do the fights for the movies, let's give him a part. Like, I wanted to see him kick so more talented, ass, like, yeah, and isn't that thing? 
isn't Wesley Snipes? I want to say he has like a black belt in he does. something, and mm. he clearly with, has like some yeah. ability. Like. And like that whole thing where he was supposed to fight Joe Rogan and whatever, but he talks about that in the commentary. He's like, "Oh yeah, we had this like ongoing competition with me and Donnie. It was like this thing, and like you know, he's just always trying to like do." Now he he was playing it off like cool, but mm. I just couldn't help but feel like I was like, "Wow, you are such an egotistical." Maybe oh, that's why. Yeah. All these mm. things that I was complaining about happened because yeah, he had this because of him, yeah, macho rivalry. Mm. He's like, no, we're doing it my way, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Wesley! <laughs> and, and it, but it just shows you, like, like you said earlier, JP, uh, the level of like he was at his peak, and he uh-huh. was like, he, he was in a way like he was one of the guys in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, and of it's course. Like, I get it. You're he was such an A-lister such, around that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. You know, you're probably really good at fight choreography, and you're really good at all these things. But guess what? I'm Wesley Snipes, and I'm Blade. Yeah, exactly. So if I say we're yeah. gonna do fucking ballet, guess what? We're, we're doing ballet. it. We're doing <laughs> fucking it. ballet. <laughs> and 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 it, it it is kind of annoying. And like to yeah. listen to him on the the commentary, it, it's a little bit disturbing because there's probably so many people that had like that was their everything. And mm-hmm. to, to yeah. see that he just waltzed in and out between four or five other movies and was like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We're just going to do whatever I think. Yeah, running the show when he's there for like the 20% of the time and then just not getting yeah. a shit when he's not there. That that would be so frustrating as a yeah. creative person, I'm sure. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Wesley. Um, over 30 members of the cast and crew were temporarily blinded by misuse of UV lights in the autopsy scene. <laughs> Again, couldn't get away with it in 2021. That's fuck no. They're be they around the corner, and that and... shit was like doing loop de loops and hitting them when they thought they were they were safe. <laughs> it was magic light, <laughs> liquid, <laughs> exact <Yeah>. liquid light. <laughs> uh, um, Ron Perlman never takes his sunglasses off the entire film. Wow, you're right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like. Even crossed my mind, but yeah, it's oh. commitment. It's commitment yeah. right there. I love Ron Perlman, man. <laughs> um, apparently, David Goyer, the screenwriter, uh, he originally wanted Morbius to be the villain, but again, they couldn't yeah. get Sony to sign off on the character rights, so they just made up Nomak for the screenplay. Oh, that would have been so cool if he was Morbius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's something oh, I've seen. So fucking cool. God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen something that people have talked about a lot, and I actually thought the same thing, where I was like, oh, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that TV show, The Strain. No. that's. So that's I, I was trying to think of that, that yeah. FX show. I was sitting yeah. there. I'm so like, I, I love that show, and it's yeah. it's Del Toro, and it's this whole thing, and I was like, wow, I, Del Toro like ripped off the same thing again. He like used the same character. But then I didn't realize till I went back and figured it out that he had actually created the characters for The Strain before Blade mm-hmm. 2. That's was the thing. movie he thought he was going to make. And mm-hmm. I, I was very surprised. Like, I love The Strain even still, but I it's I think it's a common misconception even still that people think that it's some weird rip-off thing mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. just, like, copied the exact... Like you said earlier with the mandibles and stuff. Exactly. They just, like, straight-up yeah. copied it, but apparently that wasn't the case. It was something that he had come up with long before. Like, long before, yeah. Like, I signed on to make this type of movie I didn't get to. So now I'm finally going to realize yeah. my vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Um, the character who uh, he his name was Chupa. He had the big, you know, uh, gauntlet gun and stuff. So Chupa means to in suck his, in Spanish. In his chainmail, like uh, like the guy from Commando. Oh, like Ben, like Bennett. <laughs> He filled out that chainmail a lot better than Bennett, by the way. Oh, uh, definitely. He didn't look nearly as ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Guillermo del Toro. This is his only film in which he has no writing credit, so maybe that's why too. It didn't so, really so. feel like a film of his. Yeah, uh, I had no idea until I, I was doing my research. Like, yeah, I had no idea, and I've seen this movie mm. multiple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sound bad here, but. Um, do it I, I couldn't help but feel like it was one of those things and look I don't blame anybody because if I got the chance I would do the same but yeah a lot of people think about um, you know they say things like oh I wouldn't just cash in or I wouldn't take an opportunity unless I really believed in it or oh, I saw that in a heartbeat <laughs> I mean in fairness right like you said before JP he, mm-hmm. he wasn't really at a point where like a Pan's Labyrinth hadn't come out Hellboy hadn't come out Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't this huge established guy, so it's like you get an opportunity. Yeah. Blade, Blade was huge yeah. at the time, so it's like, do you want to put your name on this, and we might fuck with what you get to do a bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes the you got to play like, the just, game. Like, yeah, and like you guys said, you know, maybe he thought he was going to be able to do something, and then after mm-hmm. a while, realized and just went, you know what? Let me get this over with. Let me get my name out there. Yep, get into exactly. other meetings and move on. Hundred percent. I mean. Yeah, and it was probably, oh, sorry, it was probably a lot of money at the time. And, you know, like even Robert Duvall, who is one of the greatest actors ever, he said, you do one for the art and one for the lake house, you know? Right. So, like, Guillermo del Toro was probably, like, you know, he had maybe written Hellboy at this point, or maybe he'd written Pan's Labyrinth, (sighs) and he thought, you know what? I'm going to make a ton of fucking money off of this movie, and then that'll give me the opportunity to work on other shit. There's that very I few people to. who get complete autonomy in like yeah, their creative exactly. vision. Like you always exactly. have studio notes, you always have producer notes, you always have someone else mm-hmm. pushing in some way, shape, or form exactly. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we mentioned that about um Rob Zombie as well before, where he, yeah. he's very he's very Rob Zombie-esque, but even like I mean, he took on Halloween and like he's he was he was on Joe Rogan. And he even mm-hmm. said, like, he was like, the studio completely took it over. And yeah. then I, I mean, realized, that's a franchise. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. And I realized really quick that, it, that all they wanted was just Rob Zombie Presents. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now yeah. fit into like, this cookie cutter just... thing, we can, we can fill out. Like, it's that's the thing. Like, uh, you very rarely get to do exactly what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and they, but it shows we... like some of the greatest stuff is stuff that people didn't mess with. Mm-hmm. Like I think if someone makes a someone creates a painting, it's they didn't have a bunch of people doing it. One person did it. You right. gotta have one person's vision to, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't always work. But you'll also you have the best chance of getting something incredible if you mm-hmm. let the one person with their one vision do their do their thing. Right. That's what I like as well as a as a horror fan. Um I like Blumhouse's approach to a lot of stuff. Yeah, they let their creators do their yeah. fucking thing. They just kind of mm-hmm. go like Look, you, you have this budget, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. But yeah, and I like the fact that there's there's a little bit of give and take. It's like, okay, so you're gonna get let's say it's a somewhat established director or whatever. 
it's going to be, okay, you're going to get maximum 5 million. That is your complete tap. Yeah, that's it. Now you can do whatever the fuck you want. We're not going to say anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. And like, yeah. they really do, like, I mean, like they've, well, you know, they've made movies like Get Out and stuff. It mightn't be everyone's thing, but it's, you can tell it's completely unique. It's a yeah, whole yeah. new idea. It's, you can and, tell that there's not suits. Yes. And guys who have no. You can tell. Idea. You can fucking tell. And that, and that goes back to, I love when things shouldn't exist. And you can tell when someone had no notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And that's amazing to me. I love mm-hmm. that because it's so rare. I mean, you have you have every so often like a Blumhouse or like I think FX does a pretty good job with yeah. that. But on TV where they're just like, let our guys do our thing. I mean, you get a lot of times with executives trying to like justify their reason for their paycheck and their position. It's like, I mm-hmm. need to I need to say this, that I need to contribute. But it's like you don't know anything. You suck. And that's yeah, you that's don't you're not thing. creative. You're a businessman. That's a huge difference. And, you and you don't know what the to, fuck you're doing. People need yeah. to understand that. It's like you have to sit back, and I know it's probably hard, but you have to sit back and look at yourself and go, why Why am I the guy in the suit in the boardroom? It's because right. I couldn't make it as the guy doing yes. the voice acting or the guy who wanted to critique movies even or act in movies or write movies. Or, and it's like, just sit there. I would be the best executive ever because I'd just let everyone do their own fucking thing and then take and credit. I love that about I'd Jason take credit for it. I'd be like, you just did, made a masterpiece mm. and I'm the producer on it. Yep. Yeah. Give me that money. That's the Give one thing I money. like about Jason Blum. The fact that he will just, whether it works or not, he's just like, yeah, look, I'm willing mm. to take the risk. Let's double down and go for exactly, it. Exactly, because you're never going to get something great when you meddle. You're just not. You get a middle-of-the-road re- reasonable return on something that that's forgotten about and never talked about mm-hmm. again or you can get a get out or you can get a fucking house of a thousand corpses or i mean any name the fucking lobster i mean the lobster was insane mm-hmm. there were definitely no notes in that because <laughs> i seen an interview with him um and it doesn't just apply to her but it was just somebody that came to mind and, you know, he kind of said, he was like, I, I try not to meddle because that's not my thing. I, I try yes. to be the creative guy. I try to write scripts. And I that attracts to talent, him. too. That and attracts good yeah, people. Exactly. Great I mean, creators because it's like, I can work with this person. Yeah, maybe it's a little less money, but guess what? I have complete autonomy to do to execute my vision and my story. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, what's better than that? Here's yeah. an example, and, and I'll finish up after this because I've gone on a complete tangent here. Um, so I spoke with a girl um, earlier today who co-wrote that movie Host on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen that, that Zoom horror movie that came out? I know. I've Mm-mm. seen a couple yeah. of those. So, like... Yeah, so it's like it, it made like a big thing. It's only like a 55-minute runtime. To be honest with you, it's actually a really fun kind of I don't want to say it reinvents the whole found footage kind of thing, but it's a cool idea and it worked. And I mean, they put the movie together in like two and a half months, the whole nice. Thing. That's awesome. And it's all done through zoom and it's really good. But off the back of that, those guys signed a three picture deal with Blumhouse and they've that's already fantastic. shot. They've already shot and they're in post-production on one of them that's releasing in the first half of this year. And they've got two more pictures. And like I asked her, I said, you know, how, how has it been with Blumhouse and stuff? And they were like, they reached out like straight away. They had a bidding war with Shudder based off of a viral video that we made in the UK of a prank of a Zoom call with like somebody coming up in the background during lockdown. 
and she was like, "It's just taken That's off from amazing. there." That's amazing. That's ah, I love hearing. I love hearing stories yeah, like me that. Too. Just me too. Me too. And even given the opportunity, when when you had mentioned about some of the stuff that you're looking to do yourself, and it's like mm-hmm. I love how somebody just does one thing can mm-hmm. just that one seed can take somebody in a completely different direction. Did Josh freeze again? Are you still there? Hey, sorry. Oh, there I don't are. know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> That's okay. It like restarted, but then it didn't. It just went back to my lock screen. Weird. Sorry. Weird. To cut That's okay. you in the middle of fucking story. That's okay. Um, it's still recording. It says. Yeah, we're still so good. It didn't cut yeah. you off. I don't know where y'all ended, but. Um, I have one last little bit of trivia. Uh, it's my favorite, the body count. Uh, do you oh. guys have a guess of what it is? Body count. 80? Oh, fuck. Yeah, because if you're counting the Reapers and everything, I think we got triple digits. I'm going 114. So close. 110. Ah! <laughs> I almost said 110, but it was the. I just had to do it. I can't do an even number. All good. All good. Did he freeze again? Everything's frozen, but I can still hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> the entire computer's frozen, but I can still hear you. So hopefully it's recording. <laughs> oh, it looks like it's still recording. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's about about it. Is there anything that you want to add? Before no. We... Next next week we got uh we're gonna hit the Sylvester Stallone Cobra. Yes, I'm, I'm excited so excited for, for this one. I haven't seen this one in years. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Aaron, thank you for coming on. You want to plug some stuff, all your your things? Yeah, um, look, I guess I can make this really easy now, seeing as I have a website. So it's just um, www.classhorrorcast.com and all my episodes. um, I'll have some blog posts and random stuff up there as well. Um, If not, just follow me on Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Um, nice. at first class horror. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I yeah, just your Instagram's it. great. A lot of old like movie DVDs, like clips and posters, and it's really yeah. Cool. I've tried to put some clips in there because I feel like it's just like everything is so stale on Instagram, and I don't mm-hmm. really know. And I was like, what do I like looking at? I was like, I like looking at some yeah. old shit. Yeah, yeah I, enjoy it. I enjoy your old, your retro stuff, like the old timey things. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I've heard of that or I've seen that. Yeah, nice. definitely. Like that. Yeah, and that's just kind of what I go for on there. But I really appreciate you guys having me on, and I actually can't wait. I've been sitting here, and I was like, I wish we were doing our commentary on Blade. <laughs> I know. Trinity right soon, now. very, and very I, soon. I do think though, if, right now too. if we can, um, if we can organize that, I do think we should definitely involve drinks or something like that. Oh, one hundred percent. That that's to be expected. That's for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really, we we really love having you on and love yeah, chatting well. and love shooting soon. the shit. And, and yeah. we have one coming out with you probably soon, right? Yes, uh, probably next week. I can't, I don't know what day. So um, we had some issues with the audio. But one thing I did want to actually say while we're still, um, while we're still recording as well is I'd love to come on and do. Um, an actual straight up like an action movie maybe something that's not even involved in horror in any way oh of course maybe some John claude van damme shit or something like that like i was a super john claude guy so done oh of course of course oh did we lose josh 
I think we might have lost him. Um, all good. I'll end it. Uh, it's. I think it's still recording, so I'll end it for us. Um, you could find us on Action Movie Book Club at Action Movie Book Club um, on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. You could find us at Action Movie BC. And then also at www.actionmoviebookclub.com. And I think that's it for everything. So everybody, happy trails on. Listen all you motherfuckers!